This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WOGLHD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So John Kirby, uh, the uh, national security guy, he was up there again going on about how terrible Iran is, but we don't think Iran's behind this. We don't know if they're behind this, but Iran's definitely behind Hamas and Hezbollah, and Iran is definitely bad, but we don't know if they're bad this time around. We just don't know. We can't say. Uh, There's just absolutely no direction coming from this administration, and we are sending more aid to Ukraine. He announced another aid package today to Ukraine. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is Red October, baby. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We will check in with our buddies down at the ballpark. Hopefully you are on your way down there. It's where I'd rather be today, that's for sure. It's a gorgeous day for a game. It's a gorgeous day to be in South Philadelphia. And uh, we won't have to talk about all this depressing stuff at the ballpark. But, but look, I'm not going to make the whole show depressing. I can't. And and 5 o'clock, we're going to turn the game on. And every time the Phillies score, we're going to ring the bell. All right? That's what my, my solemn vow to you will ring the bell. But let's just understand what's happening over there. The, um, the situation is, it's grotesque. And there's all these rumors out there that the, the, the stories of babies and their heads getting cut off by Hamas is some sort of a fugazi. Now, obviously, I'm not there. I have no idea what's going on. I can only go from reports, but there's all this internet chatter that it's all a fugazi. Well, today on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, they actually talked to somebody who's on the ground there that confirmed that that's absolutely what's happening. And that's absolutely what the vicious terrorists Hamas are engaged in. There's no question about that. At the same time, this is happening, of course, uh, we are still not going to change any focus regarding our own energy policy. When it comes to oil. In fact, John Kirby was asked that question today. Hey, look, given the fact that that Iran is is selling oil to people like China, for example, and getting really rich off of this, is the president going to change his energy policies? He's like, nah, nah, everything's going to be the, the same. Today, Jackie Heinrich posted a very long thread on Twitter. So remember yesterday I shared with you the Wall Street Journal had a story in which they outlined... Iran's support for this attack and how Iran helped Hamas. Jackie Heinrich today gave a very long thread on X, the site formerly known as Twitter, where she went through how at a briefing last night, the United States government spent all this time explaining how the Wall Street Journal article was not true and Iran has done none of these things. So the question that I have then is, who's lying? 
Wall Street Journal reporters or the government. Now, on the one hand, if you want to be conspiratorial, you could say, well, the globalists at the Wall Street Journal are clearly trying to get us into World War Three here because it sells newspapers. Right. You also want to be conspiratorialists. You could say, well, actually, what this administration is doing is they are being run by Barack Obama. He's really the president. And Obama has always wanted to help Iran, has always wanted to help Iran get a nuclear weapon and is still calling the shots here, which is why the United States of America is taking every step to say it's not Iran. I don't know who's right here. But I do know that something stinks about all this. There's some there's something that's not right about this whole situation. Because on the one hand, the government comes out and says, Iran is absolutely Hamas's sugar daddy. No question about it. Hamas doesn't exist without Iran. Then they come out and say, but there's no proof Iran was behind this attack. Wall Street Journal lays out in very strong detail how this attack was weeks in planning using Lebanon or the Iranian guard and they're all involved in this and this is how it happened and that a big motivation of this of course was to drive a stake between israel and saudi arabia because the muslims in saudi arabia hate the muslims in iran and so the fanatics there hate the fanatics over there and the fanatics in that whole region obviously have been killing each other for thousands of years okay so israel and saudi arabia are starting to make nice and they're starting to get along and there's all this progress and then this is what makes iran the islamic republic of iran upset because they think that saudi arabia is the uh they're they're the fake muslims and that the house of saud has to be has to be destroyed and so does israel so they attack hoping that this will drive a stake here between this drive a wedge which it has because now the crown prince has come out and said he supports Palestine. So maybe the the Israel Saudi Arabia peace is off the table. So if that was the motivation here by Iran, perhaps they succeeded. Of course, we're not saying that Iran had any motivation. We're not saying Iran was involved other than to just say that Iran funds Hamas and that there's no doubt that Hamas gets all their money from Iran. Well, that doesn't mean that they this time around that Iran was guilty. Okay, so yesterday, Wall Street Journal lays out in great detail how this happened, covering the last three weeks. Very, very extensively reported. And their sources say that, you know what, this was now we can see how it all happened. And here it is. Jackie Heinrich tweets out last night at about 1141 p.m. The following thread in an all senators classified Israeli briefing, top officials from state DOD. And ODNI, that's the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, told members the following. The Deputy Director for Mission Integration at ODNI says there is no direct link between Iran and the October 7th attacks. In fact, Morgan Mayer claims to have reports that directly contradict the information that was being reported in the Wall Street Journal article. Currently, the United States is reviewing intelligence they have gathered to see how this attack was missed. On the $6 billion in Qatar, zero requests have been made by the Iranian government to access these funds. The U.S. can review the request for as long as deemed necessary, essentially putting these funds in limbo indefinitely. On the Hamas motive, remember negotiations between the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Israel to potentially recognize Israel as a nation. 
In the wake of these attacks, it appears all the progress has been lost as the crown prince of Saudi Arabia has made comments in support of Palestine. Hamas, likely fearing what support by arguably the most powerful slash prominent power in the region would do for Israel, sabotage this round of negotiation. Hamas wins in this scenario as long as Israel doesn't win. What Israel has to do at this point, according to this briefing. Again, Jackie Heinrich from Fox News tweeting this out last night. Establish control around the Gaza Strip. Close any gaps in coverage. Dismantle Hamas infrastructure existing in Gaza. Estimating 1,500 to 2,000 targets have already been hit. Recover 150 plus hostages taken by Hamas. Try to mitigate a second front from occurring. Now, I'm also going to tell you about something that, that Hamas is saying is going to happen on Friday. Friday the 13th. I'll get to that in a moment. Biden's goals. Demonstrate U.S. support to Israel. Contain the conflict by preventing others from fueling the fire. Support hostages and Americans in the region. Okay, that's Jackie Heinrich's reporting. So immediately this morning, I kept thinking to myself, all right, well, somebody's not telling the truth here. So so what's the story? Are the globalists at the Wall Street Journal just trying to provoke World War Three? Or is the Biden administration, which is actually being run by Barack Obama, let's face it, it's, it's the, this is the Obama administration, still wants to see Iran welcomed into the community of nations and ultimately become a nuclear player and ultimately have the support of the world. And so they're going to do everything they possibly can to distance Iran from these terrorist attacks by Hamas. And I think it's that. I don't think the Wall Street Journal is trying to provoke World War Three. I think the Wall Street Journal is just reporting on the facts. I think Iran was absolutely behind this. That doesn't mean I want World War Three. Remember, you have to be very careful in these days to uh, couch your language in, in things, because otherwise you, you start to sound like Lindsey Graham and you just want to start bombing Iran. I'm not suggesting <clears throat> the answer right now is for us to start attacking Iran. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that the notion that the Wall Street Journal reports this because their their motivation is to get us into World War Three. I think is ridiculous. I think what's actually Occam's razor here, the simplest explanation, is that the same guy who was behind giving Obama billions of dollars in the past is the same guy who's behind giving giving excuse me the same guy who's behind giving Iran billions of dollars in the past is the same guy who's behind Iran billions of dollars now, and that's Barack Obama. I, th- I think Obama is still is still absolutely running things here. Let's not forget something. November 6, 2016, the Obama administration acknowledged a one point seven billion dollar transfer to Iran was all cash. I remember this. I was on the air that day in afternoon drive. And I remember making lots of jokes about how you had to get together one point seven billion dollars in cash and how that's not easy because you go to various ATMs and there's a limit and you have your daily limit and then how you put the the pallets of cash. This is different from the millions of dollars of of cash that was put on pallets that was delivered to Iran. That was a whole other time the Obama administration gave money to Iran. This time back in 2016, the Obama administration gave $1.7 billion to Iran entirely in cash using non-U.S. currency. And what they said was that the cash payments were necessary because of the effectiveness of U.S. and international sanctions, which isolated Iran from the international 
finance system. The $1.7 billion was a settlement of a decades-old arbitration claim between the U.S. and Iran. I imagine Judge Wapner was probably involved in that, or maybe Judge Judy, or maybe Judge Jeanine, before she was added to the cast of the five. An initial $400 million cash delivery was sent January 17th, the same day that Tehran agreed to release four American prisoners. The Obama administration had claimed the events were separate, but recently acknowledged the cash was used as leverage until the Americans were allowed to leave Iran. The remaining $1.3 billion represented estimated interest on the Iranian cash the U.S. had held since the 1970s. So we actually paid them interest on the money that we were holding. The world's largest, according to to this administration, so this is not me saying this, this is them. According to this administration and the Obama administration at the time, the world's largest state sponsor of terror got interest payments from us. We paid them on the interest. We made good on the interest that that we accumulated for them while we held their money for being the world's largest state sponsor of terror. And we gave them the interest payments. And I tell you what, that's one hell of a return to $1.3 billion in interest. That's a damn good, I'm just saying. That's a really good, that's a good money market. Checking account, I don't know, super saver account. Every time you use, rounds up, I guess. You know, you use a purchase, it rounds up. $1.3 billion in interest on the Iranian cash that the U.S. had held. So Barack Obama's administration was dedicated to Iran getting a nuclear weapon. That was what the Iran nuclear deal was all about. Remember the timing of this. This is in early of 2016 that all this happened. What happened that year? It was a presidential election. Donald Trump wins that election and Donald Trump cancels the Iranian nuclear deal. And then Iran's very angry. He kills General Soleimani and people are worried that he's going to start World War Three. He says, I'm not. But this guy had it coming and he and so we whacked him. We had the opportunity to take him out. We took him out. And Hillary Clinton won that election. We would have already been in war with Iran. I'm convinced of that fact. But Joe Biden winds up winning quote unquote, winning in 2020. Now he's president and he's not president, really. I mean, he's there, but obviously there are people pulling the strings. So the Obama people are all back and now they're trying to achieve what they had before, which is to bring Iran back into the world of nations. Iran does not belong there because Iran does not want to play nice with other people, including its neighbors like Saudi Arabia. It wants to destroy Israel and destroy the Saudis. It does. It wants to destroy them. Not like, you know, maybe punch them in the face. They want to see them wiped off the earth. Iran believes Saudi Arabia, the House of Saud, is a, uh, they are, the best way to put it would be, you know, they're, 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 they're uh, demagogues and they're false prophets and they have distorted the true meaning of Muslim and Islam. And so they have to be destroyed. And, and, and this partnership with the Jews cannot stand. So I think Iran was motivated to stop this as this was all playing out. And then Iran makes sure that Hamas has what it needs. Iran doesn't need the money. See, that's the thing. Everybody's acting like Iran is this poor country. Like this is back in the 1980s when you used to have those Sally Struthers commercials with the poor kids in Africa, you know, with all the big bellies and you had to give them money. Iran is a very, very prosperous nation because of all the oil it sells to people like Putin and China. In fact, Iran is so profitable. Don't forget, they've been supplying weapons to Russia. So as the United States of America has been getting more emboldened in Ukraine, Iran and Russia have been coming even closer friends. Iran, China, and Russia have been forming an axis together. And Iran has been making sure that Russia has what it needs vis-a-vis oil, vis-a-vis weapons, vis-a-vis money. 
Unless it has plenty of it. It doesn't need $6 billion. It's not like they're sitting around broke and they're going to Hamas and saying, listen, don't cash that check. It's going to bounce until we get the $6 billion from the Americans. But what's obvious, though, is that you get a guy like Kirby, who's an admiral. He knows that Iran's bad. He knows that Iran's behind this. But the administration's talking point right now is, oh, no, 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 no. Iran wasn't involved in this. Now, who's driving that? It's not it's not the crazies, the Rashida Tlaibs and all those other people, those vile ghouls who are literally defending Hamas here. That's a different thing in terms of getting Iran a seat at the table in the international community and making sure that they can continue with their nuclear enrichment program. That's all Barack Obama. See, you know, I know that whenever I bring up the name Michelle Obama, people get upset, like Susie will get upset that I bring it up and this idea that she could jump in the race at the very, very end and just become president. If that happens, it's only because he's still going to be president and she'll just be the the figurehead who comes in to swoop in at the end and save the day and 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 win the election for the Democrats. And but I think Obama has been calling the shots this entire time. I mean, the guy. The guy knows everything that Biden did. He knows Biden's corruption. He knows Biden's corruption in in Ukraine. White House says we can't confirm that Iran helped Hamas plan the attacks. But at the same time, we know that Iran gives Hamas everything that it needs. And Hamas cannot exist without Iran. Hamas is not a state. Hamas is a terror group. So somebody's behind him. And Iran is their bin Laden in terms of the money. Now, he's Rand's the money here. So it's not that hard to see what's happening. In my opinion, what I think is very, very obvious is that the Obama Biden administration right now wants to protect Iran standing in the world. Whatever evidence comes out, like the Wall Street Journal reported, they're going to say that ah, it's not true. Rand had nothing to do with it. For the purposes of giving Iran a seat at the table, because that's ultimately what Barack Obama wants. Obama hates Israel. And he wants to make sure that Iran is recognized as an equal country in the world's eyes. For whatever reason, I still can't figure that out. I'm sure you have your theories. I have mine. But I guess I shouldn't say I can't figure it out. I can't really, you know, prove it, but I have my theories on that. So then let's remember something else. The good news is that I don't think World War III is going to happen for the moment because I don't think the United States of America given the fact that Obama's pulling the strings, wants to go to war with Iran because they want Iran to be, uh, have a seat at the table, you know, to, to be at the, at the League of Nations, which is a joke because Iran does not want to get along with people. Iran does not, Iran's not looking to be friends with people. Iran, is, Iran is, wants to burn it all down. They want to destroy Israel. They want to destroy Saudi Arabia. They want to wipe these countries off the map. They want to wipe any other country in the Middle East off the map, by the way, that cooperates with the infidels. Any other country in their mind that does not live through the eyes of how they interpret Islam needs to be wiped out. These are crazy religious fanatics you're dealing with here. These are not rational people. At the same time, though, the people at the top of the food chain, they all love their their palaces and their camels and their luxury cars. And so they don't want to they don't want to get killed in a bomb attack. So they're 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 they're, they play this little game, you know. They, they fund Hamas, they, they fund Russia, they fund our enemies, they sell their oil to China, they do all these things, they make a lot of money, and we're, we're supposed to act stupid here in this whole thing. So that's what I think's going on. So good news, I don't think World War III starts anytime soon. 
But the bad news is it's very obvious to me that the United States of America is going to protect Iran's standing in the world and ensure that the world community looks upon Iran as a thoughtful nation that can be a good neighbor to everybody, which is an absolute lie. It cannot. It cannot. And they were so close to this idea of Saudi Arabia recognizing Israel in the Middle East, which would have been a transformational moment had that happened. So the motivation of why this happened, because I, you know, get inundated with all kinds of different theories all day, as you can imagine, and I entertain all of them, uh, is, is it's not actually to start World War III. This, this was not Hamas looking to start war. This wasn't a false flag to start a war. This wasn't the military industrial complex looking to start a war. This was Hamas looking to stop the peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And it looks like they've succeeded in that. And at the very same time that that happens, we've now set back those relations. And the United States of America is actively now protecting Iran's street cred. They're protecting their reputation. I've never seen anything like this. And there's no way that Joe Biden's smart enough to pull this off. He has no idea what freaking day it is. He's up there today talking about junk fees. And don't get me wrong. Junk fees are a pain. They're a real big pain. But most of them come from taxes and fees that the government has imposed on us, especially in the wake of 9-11. Most junk fees are really government taxes. Those are really what, and he's not talking about any of those. None none of those are going to go away. Whatever little 911 fee you got to pay when you book an airline ticket or whatever, you know, your your, your 911 thing, look look at your phone bill, what's your cell phone bill, all those little taxes and fees. To me, those are all junk fees and nuisance fees. They're not going away. No, no, he's not talking about that. He's talking about things like resort fees that a hotel charges you. He has no freaking clue what's going on. He's not calling the shots here. Obama is. And Obama wants Iran to have a seat at the table. He always has. That's why he pushed them to have a nuclear program. It's why he gave him billions of dollars then. It's why he pushed them to get billions of dollars now. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We got a lot to chat about today. It's going to be a busy, busy day. And yes, I will give you all the updates and ask for your thoughts as well. And it's Red October. So I'm going to make sure we get excited about the game. The House of Representatives, by the way, is in recess and did not meet at 3 p.m. to vote on a new speaker. The latest on that is that Steve Scalise apparently got the Republican nod today, but he doesn't have the 217 he needs to become speaker among the Republicans. So he's close, but he's not there yet, meaning that this won't be decided on ballot one. Jim Jordan, in my opinion, still has a shot here. I like Steve Scalise. Don't get me wrong, but I really hope Jim Jordan ends up being the speaker. We got a lot to chat about. Don't go away. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Okay, so the Islamic Republic of Iran, what is the United States of America looking to do here? Uh, First of all, the United States of America has helped Iran make a lot, a lot of cash. That's number one. And we've given them a lot of cash, too. Now, maybe you can say it was their cash to give, but you know what? Listen, the reality is. You can't in one breath say they're the biggest state sponsor of terrorism and then give them money and then expect the American taxpayers one day to have to use their money to fight the, them with the money that you just gave them that was theirs. That makes no that makes no sense. I, I mean, it just makes no sense. So, you know, there's 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 another way to approach things, right, which is to say, well, if we don't want war with Iran, let's not give them billions of dollars. But part and parcel of that, Iran has made billions of dollars selling oil. So the Islamic Republic of, of Iran is doing just fine. They're, they're doing just fine on their own. And a lot of that is because of Biden's policies. Failure to enforce oil sanctions has helped Tehran finance Hamas. Now, <clears throat> obviously, this administration is calling BS on the Wall Street Journal's reporting that Iran signed off on the Hamas assault on Israel. I think that that is done deliberately. But remember, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken insisted over the weekend that this was this was not used, the the money was not used to attack Israel, which is true. Technically, they haven't got the money yet, but they also have a lot of money. Tehran doubtless anticipated the increased cash flow when a plot of the attack. <clears throat> the U.S. has throttled back enforcement of oil sanctions, which gave Tehran billions more dollars to finance Hamas, Hezbollah, and other terrorist proxies. Iran's oil production jumped to 3 million barrels a day in August and 2.6 million back in April. Iran's oil minister said in August the country's oil production would hit 3.4 million barrels a day by the end of September, the highest since 2018 when the Trump administration administration imposed sanctions. Iran's exports have increased even more by about 1 million barrels a day this year because it also has been shipping stored fuel, namely to China. Iran has ramped up oil production at a faster rate than the United States of America. As the Biden administration turned a blind eye to its sanctions, Iran's production surge occurred mostly over the summer as the Biden administration tried to strike a new nuclear deal with Tehran and also counter rising U.S. gasoline prices. Now, what you're going to hear from the White House is that this is necessary so Russia wouldn't benefit from rising oil prices and amid its agreement with Saudi Arabia to curtail production. But the Saudis scale back production in part because of Iran's growing exports. And Russia is benefiting anyway from higher oil prices by dodging the G7's price cap on its exports. So remember when I told you a while ago that Joe Biden is, I think, I think he's corrupt on multiple fronts. I think multiple nations have the goods on this guy. Russia being one of them because the Moscow mayor's wife paid Hunter something like $13 million or something. 
I mean, Russia is not suffering here. Despite all the BS that comes out of Washington, Russia is not suffering. Russia is making money. China's making money. Iran's making money. So all these countries are making money. So on the one hand, you could look at it and you could say, well, we're in Ukraine right now because Ukraine has the goods on Biden. And so Biden's going to give them whatever they want. But at the very same time, Russia has the goods on Biden. So Biden's also at the same time going to make sure that Russia can still get what they need as well, which is exactly what's happening. Which is another reason why people get very frustrated at this entire conflict, because you say, "How? why the hell are we doing things that help Russia if we're at the same time announcing today another aid package to Ukraine? How does this make any sense? How does this make any sense in the world? Tehran, Tehran is using $30 billion to $40 billion it has generated from oil exports this year to buy food and medicine. It's been arming Israel's enemies and supporting Russia's war machine as they seek to destroy America's allies. Here's John Kirby today, Admiral John Kirby from the White House press briefing today. And the question that was asked of, <clears throat> in, is the amount of oil that's being brought in by Iran, is this giving you guys any pause here, changing any policies? Go ahead. Is the amount of oil that's being brought in by uh, Iran, specifically records amount, 85% to China, more oil being sold above the price cap from Russia, giving the president any pause on changing these energy policies for fossil fuels here in the U.S.? I would just let me back up a little bit. I mean, um, it's important to remember that uh, Iran gets most of its oil revenue off the black market and evading sanctions, which they do, it's costly to them. In fact, uh, uh, our evidence is that they really only receive a fraction of the market value uh, of the oil that they sell because they have to sell it uh, on the black market. Uh, we will always, uh, as we do in any case, uh, typically revisit uh, sanctions regimes to see if they need to be changed or adjusted, uh, specifically with respect to uh, Iranian oil. Um, the president, since the beginning of the administration, had been concerned about uh, making sure we have a, a viable global market for oil, um, working hard to keep the prices of gasoline down here in the United States. Part of that is making sure you remove some of the volatility in that uh, global supply and demand. Um, I don't have any announcements or decisions to, to make today with respect to any changes uh, to the domestic oil production. The answer is no. Okay, the answer is no. We're not going to do anything. We're going we're, we're gonna, to, it's all about windmills and solar panels. Don't worry about oil. And of course, as the United States of America pretends like we really don't need oil anymore, the rest of the world and crazy people in the world go, fine, then we'll sell it. If you guys aren't going to sell it, we'll sell it. We'll, we're happy to do that. And China is buying it from Iran. So, you know, everybody's talking about the $6 billion, and I get that. And I think that there's no question that money has to be refrozen or remain frozen or whatever. Stop the defrosting process, whatever, whatever the issue is. No, no question. But let's also not act like. Without that six billion, Iran can't keep the lights on. This isn't this isn't a welfare check we're giving this country. Iran is making a whole lot of cash here because of the oil that it is producing. It's producing more oil than we are. So Kirby was also asked the question, you know, does the U.S. believe that Iran needs to pay some price here for having supported Hamas all along? It's a very simple question. Take a listen. Even if there's no direct evidence linking Iran to this specific attack right now, does the U.S. believe Iran needs to pay some kind of a price or be some kind of retribution 
for having supported Hamas all along up to this point? I mean, the question almost, and I'm not picking on you, Ed, but it implies that uh, that we're just now waking up to the fact that they've been supporting Hamas and Hezbollah and other terrorist networks. Uh, that, that Hamas is one of the most highly sanctioned terrorist networks on the planet, largely because of what we've been doing here in the United States to, to, to target them. And Iran, my goodness, just since the beginning of this administration, we have uh, sanctioned some 400-plus entities uh, with more than 40 set, different sets of sanctioned regimes, 30 uh, of those just this past year alone. Um, we've increased our military presence in the in the Gulf region because of their attacks on maritime shipping. We have added additional sanctions because of their support to Russia and the fact that they're still providing drones and technology to uh, Mr. Putin so he can kill innocent Ukrainians. And now we've added our military capability. We've added to it uh, from a naval perspective in the Eastern Med. So um, uh, nobody has turned a blind eye to uh, Iranian destabilizing... No, nobody's turned a blind eye to it. No, 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 nobody. But, but, but that said, we, we don't, we don't think that they did anything wrong here. So that's literally the United States is, is, is po- the position and posture right now. And honestly, I think the only reason why he got that little nugget of truth there from Kirby is just that the guy's an admiral and he knows damn well that of course Iran's behind this. Of course they are. But the administration is going to pretend that they're not because the goal here, the goal is not, listen, don't think for a second, this is some, moved by the Biden-Obama administration to just have peace. They don't give a damn about peace. That's obviously not what they care about. Clearly not. What they care about, though, is elevating Iran into the League of Adult Nations. Iran doesn't want to be. I have Iran's constitution in front of me. And the entire constitution is all about living under Islamic law. There's nothing in here, nothing, about getting along with other people who are not Islam. In fact, you got to wipe them out. That's the whole thing in their constitution. That's I'm paraphrasing it, obviously, because it's not written in my voice. But no, that's it. It's it's all about this. We exist, the Islamic Republic, for the purposes of a country under Allah's vision. And anybody else who doesn't agree with that vision, they they have to go. They have to go. So this is not a country you can sit around and act like adults with. Because they are religious fanatics running that country. And religious fanatics, you can't reason with them. You can't reason with people like this. So that's just the reality. And yet, instead of, of recognizing that reality and looking to, to isolate them, what the United States of America has been doing ever since Barack Obama got elected to president was make sure that they have money, even though they don't need our money, and make sure that they are able to have a nuclear enrichment program. Like that's surprising to me that we would think that that's a good idea to give to help to assist a country in the world and it's one thing for the united states to say look iran can do what iran wants we're not getting involved here it's a it's a uh, you know it's a sovereign nation but for the united states we're going to help iran develop a nuclear weapons program knowing that they exist under their constitution with the idea that they're going to destroy anybody who does not believe in their interpretation of islam just doesn't seem to me to be a particularly smart idea. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All right, listen, Friday is going to be a fun day. It's going to be a great day, and hopefully we'll be celebrating the fact that the Phillies are going onward to the next level thing after this win today and tomorrow and <laughs> go to the World Series, the... NLCS. NLCS. We're in the NLDS right now. Right. Division Series. 
and then they're gonna they're gonna win whoever wins the game between the other the teams. Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. I was just I, I was yeah. gonna say that I had the I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, no I understand Diamondbacks is a big word right di- right and uh, so then the, we're gonna celebrate that on Friday yes, yes. at the Phillies will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> National League Championships. National League Championship. I think I said that. I'm not quite sure. But dump it if I made a mistake there, (laughs) just so it sounds all good in the podcast. Anyway, it's going to be fun. And you're coming, right? Matt, the Sanctimonious, the Sanctitraitorous, you're coming. Yeah, I'll be there. Henry? Of course. Maserati, you're coming. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a fun day Friday. I'm excited. And uh, got some friends coming. Bridget's coming. Whole gang's going to be there, so make sure you join us as well. It's Friday the 13th, this coming Friday. And look, if it is the end of the world, what a way to go out with a bang. Am I right? I mean, you know, I'd rather do it at the Grand Hotel. If the world's going to end on Friday, like they're saying now, let's then at least, at least get a couple of Cape, Cape May IPAs in us first. Am I, am I, is that wrong? Is that, you know? Uh, sorry, it's my dark Italian gallows humor. I can't help it. We'll have a fun day together. And the Grand Hotel is a wonderful place, as you know. Whenever you use my name, Zioli, you will save 15% when you make your bookings direct at the Grand Hotel. No minimum stay required. 15% off, just use my name, Zioli. And i tell you, it's a great place to go to take the kids. They have that, that beautiful, huge indoor heated pool. Got a game room for the kids. There's a fitness center, restaurant right on site, Hemingway's Restaurant. And October is a beautiful time of year to get down there. The weather's great. The beaches. All the restaurants, the shops, everything is still buzzing. Believe me, this is not a town that shuts down ever. And this time of year, Cape May, Halloween's a great time to be down there. Christmas is unbelievable in Cape May. They really go all out for that. So all you got to do is just reach out to the Grand Hotel Cape May.com, Grand Hotel Cape May.com, or call them at 800 257 8550. 800 257 8550. Reach out to them today and make your stay. And we'll see you Friday, Friday the 13th, live show, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, promo code Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Are we live right now? Stars. I believe we're live. I'm a traveler. Are we? Can somebody answer? Anybody. Hey, Rich, are you there? Can you hear me? What's up, guys? Thank you, too. Hey, man, we are live at Citizens Bank Way uh, ahead of this awesome NL. What is it, Rich? NL. It's the DS matchup. (laughs) Dan Borowski, Anthony Dorenzo. What's up, guys? Red October. Happy Red October. Happy Red October, man. It is a freaking awesome camaraderie again here down at Citizens Bank Way. We have food trucks. We have uh, a stage with a live band playing. uh, what, what is that thing called? A carnival wheel. What, what was it called? Oh, Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> carnival wheel. <laughs> yeah, Everything anyway. out here, man. Uh, but Anthony has a quick rundown of what to expect tonight. Anthony, who okay. are you watching? Uh, who's pitching? Who's on the mound? Yeah, I, I'm looking at Aaron Nola. I like at least over on the strikeouts there. He's at, sitting at three and a half. I like over on the strikeouts. Everyone's kind of asking, is this his last game? Is this his last run? I think Aaron Nola is going to impress and show us every reason why he should be back here on a big deal next year. When it comes to the Braves elder is pitching who's uh, a rookie here and the player who has hit best against him Brandon Marsh hitting at 667 2 and 3 against him uh, and then we have Schwarber 0 and 4 so there's a couple guys even Harper 0 and 4 so they haven't had theirs on this rookie pitcher yet but I expect that to change tonight with the loud Phillies crowd. All right, I Rich you're looking you. beautiful on the uh, 
right, we're youtube.com slash at 12th and WPHC. We are live here at the ballpark. And Rich Zioli, I just added to the stream, man. You're looking beautiful in that red October shirt on there. I, <laughs> I like funny. to see that. It really brings out my rosacea, which I like. You know, it gives it my, <laughs> my red nose. It really, really pops, you know. That, of course, because we're drinking here in the studio. Uh, I agree with you about Nola. And Schwarber, I mean, he's my man. I love the guy. He's got a, he's got, we need a Schwarber bomb tonight. We need one. It would, it would set the, the park aflame, Rich. Uh, Schwarber's leading off tonight. So if he can get a leadoff home run, man, and set the stage for what's to come. There there was a John Boy, a guy from YouTube, who said that at the Twins game, you know how we have the pitch clock now. They were doing a pitch clock countdown, the entire crowd trying to get in the head. Tonight on the mound for the Braves, we have a rookie. So I am saying, if you're listening and you're on your way to the game, start that countdown. When you got that pitch clock, let's get the fans in the head of the Phillies, man, because the ballpark is going to be popping. And like you said, man if Schwarber can get even a hit to lead off it's gonna be no turning back for these fans I love it so right now these guys are down live at Citizens Bank Park we are streaming on YouTube right now so jump on our YouTube page we'll talk to them again in a couple minutes but uh, I'm watching the scene here Dorenzo and Dan I'm watching the scene and I mean it's a it's massive ready the game's not for another hour uh how many people you think are down there right now Oh, at least. At least. we got at least a 1,000 people right here. They have a DJ. They have a band. They're kind of hopping on and off. We have a merch tent truck. There's Red October stuff. You get your hats, your shirts, crab fries, funnel cakes, And the craziest donuts. thing is doors have been open now for an hour, uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, so people have been filing into the stadium, and still we have this giant crowd out here because it, it's a block party, man. It's a carnival environment out here. I said that carnival wheel, the Ferris wheel. But it's if even if you're not coming to the game, Rich, and you're listening, to us tomorrow if we have another game which we hope we don't but if we do come down come see us it's, it's a lot of fun it's a great taste of what makes philadelphia great in the sports scene here well, wait a second even i know that if they win tonight there's another game right yeah yeah come on yeah, that's come amateur on. hour right did, I, whoa, whoa, did i just <laughs> did i just dan Borowski? oh my gosh rich dioli rich dioli of wip this is uh, uh, what do you great think time the for me to announce that yes i'm going to move back to mornings but this time on wip <laughs> so i'm very excited for it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the math guy, but you got to like win best of five. That would be three games. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we win these next two. Because Saturday, I, I don't want to bring it down to Saturday. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna win. I think I feel you guys are right. Yeah. It's the energy of CBP that people love. The, the Phillies fans were fired up. I was watching last night or the other night in Atlanta. So low energy, those people. Am I right? They really are. They really are. And it's it's shocking because we're in the playoffs here, and you see the Phillies fans, and you don't expect anything less than just your ears to bleed after the match. And, and then you <laughs> look at the Braves, and behind home plate, they had open seats, Rich. What the hell is going on? Hey, I, I got a question for you, man. Your son is now of the age to comprehend what's going on here with the Phillies. Are you, are you able to, you know, enjoy this with him? And, and 100%. Are, are you watching the games at home? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, Yeah, I mean, Patrick loves this. He loves Red October. We're watching the game tonight. Obviously, I'll be off the air. Hopefully, it'll still be on a little bit. But uh, he's he's loving it. Same with the Eagles, too. I mean, 5-0, and we're, we're doing great with that. I'll tell you guys this, too. Uh, that call the other night, that, that catcher interference call yep. in Atlanta. Did you know that Stacey Abrams is still protesting that? <laughs> and she says it makes her governor of Georgia. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what she said after that game. I love it. So, Absolutely we'll ridiculous. Uh, no, we got we got energy. You guys have energy. I'm glad you're down there. It's a lot of fun. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll check in again. 
Uh, and when, I, when we get back, I want to ask you if you know anything about who's doing the first pitch tonight. And also, mm-hmm. if you can name for me some other people that might be playing in this sporting contest. We can, well, happy to, happy to, Rich. <laughs> Hello. All Hello. right, we'll be right, right we back. We got some fans live. here, Rich. We got to run. What's that? We got some big fans here. We got to yeah, run. Stop yeah, by. Sorry, 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 sorry right, about that. Say, <laughs> hi, to, say <laughs> hi to everybody for me. All right, that's I Dorenzo will, will. and Dan live from Citizens Bank Park. The other side with Dan and Dorenzo will return. We'll come right back, give you all the latest news of the day, and uh, we'll check in again from our buddies down at the ballpark. So don't go away. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Exciting night, Red October. Love it. The other side with Dan and Dorenzo and me, Rich Zioli, here in studio. Those guys are down at Citizens Bank Parkway. Guys, I'm so happy you're down there. You both look terrific, by the way. You look happy, you look healthy, refreshed. Beautiful. I mean, what a, what a great day for a game, right? Yeah, it's beautiful out here, man. It's nice and uh, it was 60 degrees this morning when I was leaving, but it, it seems definitely warmer now. Short sleeves are appropriate. It's going to be a beautiful day, and I love I love the earlier time. What are your thoughts on this five o'clock time compared to the eight o'clock time? It, it gives you a chance to get to bed a little bit earlier, but you're not doing the morning show anymore anymore. So what's the matter? It does, yeah, no, I'd like it to be later so I can see it after my show ends at seven. I will tell you though, <laughs> we will be dinging the bell throughout the show today every time the Phillies score. I love it. So do we have a ding? Can you give me the ding, Henry? Just so people that you see hear that? Oh come no, whoa, whoa, no, we need what? like a Liberty on, Bell, man. like that a real ding. 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 The bell every time the Phillies no, score. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is the bell that you can get for us, Henry. That's that's all you got for us, Henry. He's calling you, you out in your that. bell, Henry. You want to give it better than that? This is producer on producer crime right here. <laughs> uh, he you know could what? do better than that. I, now I rethink it. I think you're oh. right. We need we need like a cracking of the Liberty Bell or something like that. Like I, no, I'm all for that. I just did this last year because it was funny. <laughs> Become a thing. Well, it is but, funny, but but uh, now, uh, you, you now were talking just, about the first. He sounds like Hector Salamanca when he does it, though. If you notice that, so. <laughs> he's, proud he's proud of it. He's proud of it. Hundred percent. Troll over. You were talking about the first pitch uh, before we went to break, Rich. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it's Josh Shapiro tonight. Uh, oh, the oh, rabid Democrats boo. be throwing out the first boo. pitch. Oh, what are your thoughts, man? Like, why are we making things political? Come on, oh, come on. God. Now, be, if, the interesting question is: Will Josh Shapiro get booed tonight at Citizens Bank Park? No, you don't think no. so. People people fall for his stuff. Everyone he he ran to ninety five and acted like it was because of him, and now he's run into the Phillies game and he's ready to tell everyone why he's so excited. I'm sure he'll probably make some comment about the uh, crisis, which is good. I, I'm all in support of him for that, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have more respect for the guy if he did this, and he also you know tomorrow went down to uh, K and A and did something about the crisis in the city there. Like if he's going to take all these victories, I want him to take on hard issues too and stop, uh, you know, trying to check off the boxes for becoming president. Dan, what do you think? Uh, boo or cheer him on tonight? Oh, I'd be booing the guy. I'd be yeah, booing, booing the guy. But the question becomes, with, with his comments that were made about Israel and his yeah. background, is that seen as anti-Semitic or you can get looks if you're booing him now? It's, Interesting. But, but if we're talking straight up politics, man, the guy has been uh, completely, like, he sold us lies during the campaign. Not me. I mean, I, I would never vote for the guy, but he sold his voters lies. Everything he seems to be running on, he's going against. Uh, I mean, he was very strong on the death penalty for a while. And, and then his 10-year-old son comes by and tells him that it's morally wrong so the guy decides you know what i'm gonna go against the death penalty it's i i feel that democrats are sullying on the guy and republicans are definitely sullied on him so i, I think there'll be a spattering of booze but 
I don't know, know if we can take over the city. How about this? Here's my recommendation throughout the first pitch tonight. Maureen Faulkner, I'll tell you why. Because when yeah. I was in the dunk tank down at Atlantic City two years ago, and that swampy, disgusting, green, putrid liquid, Maureen Faulkner threw the first <laughs> ball, and she got it, nailed it, boom, I went right in. Right in. So I'm just saying, she can get it over the plate, I have no doubt. Throwing a slider at the uh, <laughs> dunk tank for Rich. <laughs> That's great. Well, guys, have fun. You're doing a great job. I know we'll, we'll hey, chat wanna, again tomorrow. You want tomorrow. a quick lineup rundown? Oh, I yeah. I can do yeah, a quick ahead. lineup do rundown me. if you Let want. Let me hear it. Yeah, leading off, you got Schwarber, second shortstop, Turner. Third, you got Harper playing first. Uh, fourth, you have Bohm today. Uh, Turner and Bohm switching. Hey, there's there. Walter. Stott, I just Fitz. saw Walter walk by. Hey, Walter. <laughs> yeah, Walter, Walter. Walter, our promo guy. Let me uh, – I can't turn. He walked away. Uh, fifth, you got Stott. Sixth, you got Real Muto. Seventh, you got Castellanos. Eighth, Marsh. And turning everything out. Ninth, Rojas. No Pache today. And you have on the mound – who is it on the mound? Nola versus – what's the kid's name? Elder? Nola versus Elder. Bryce Elder. Elder. Some rookie. So yeah. uh, I think we got a good shot tonight, Rich. But uh, join us live tomorrow, Citizens Bank Way, uh, as we now head in for the uh, Braves versus Phillies game as we take the series. All right. And tune into the other side. Great podcast with Dan and Dorenzo. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank go you, fans. sir. All right. Go, Phil. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter always live on the free Odyssey app the revolution will be broadcast this is the next generation of talk now on talk radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli alright we are live today we're excited the Phillies will be taking the mound in just about an hour and uh, we got a lot to chat about 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli thank you for being here as we continue to talk about the world and uh, being on fire right now I told you before John Kirby was asked and before I get to my guest I want to remind you of what Kirby said with regards to Iran and oil and this will be a perfect segue for my guest, who is an expert on the matter, this is what Kirby was asked today about Iran and oil, and this is what he said. Take a listen. Is the amount of oil that's being brought in by uh, Iran, specifically records amount, 85% to China, and more oil being sold above the price cap from Russia, giving the president any pause on changing these energy policies for fossil fuels here in the U.S.? I would just let me back up a little bit. I mean, um, it's important to remember that uh, Iran gets most of its oil revenue off the black market, and eva- evading sanctions, which they do, uh, it's costly to them. In, in fact, uh, uh, our evidence is that they really only receive a fraction of the market value uh, of the oil that they sell because they have to sell it uh, on the black market. Uh, we will always, uh, as we do in any case, uh, typically revisit. Uh, sanctions regimes to see if they need to be changed or adjusted, uh, specifically with respect to uh, Iranian oil. Um, the president, since the beginning of the administration, has been concerned about uh, making sure we have a, a viable global market for oil, um, working hard to keep the prices of gasoline down here in the United States. Part of that is making sure you remove some of the volatility in that uh, global supply and demand. Um, I don't have any announcements or decisions to to make today with respect to any changes uh, to the domestic oil production. 
And here to explain that word salad to us is Daniel Turner, the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. Daniel, my man, how are you, buddy? Rich, it's great to be on your program. Thanks for having me back. What the hell did Kirby just say there? Yeah, no one knows, quite frankly. Um, And then he just kept adding on words to get out of a sticky situation. He didn't know what he was saying. Um, It's just a flat-out lie to say Iran sells its oil uh, on the black market. I'm sure there are some rogue operators who sell oil um, under the table. I'm sure there are some in America who sell oil under the table. Um, But Iran very, very obviously sells its oil to countries who are not abiding by U.S. sanctions. So that includes China, it includes South Korea, it includes India. Um, there, there are European nations that buy oil from Iran. So this idea that they sell it under the black market is nonsense. If anything, the Biden administration lifted sanctions from Iran that took them from producing around 900,000 barrels a day in the year 2000, before Biden took office, 900,000 to now a little over 3 million barrels a day. Um, and so what are they doing with all those record profits, especially since oil is $85, $90 a barrel? Well, they're buying weapons to attack Israel. That's what Iran does, and that's why the sanctions were there in the first place. So I don't know what Mr. Kirby was talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. They are unwilling. No politician ever says this was a mistake, right? No politician ever says, Woo, we really, we really screwed the pooch on that one, but we're going to reverse course. So they have to convince us that unfreezing Iranian money and assets, that negotiating billions of dollars for the hostages, uh, that lifting sanctions, they have to try to convince us those were all good and smart decisions and in no way whatsoever contributed to the current situation. Just like if you gave a drunk car keys and money and a pack of James and a, a, a case of Jameson, you in no way contributed to the accident that happened. Look, I, I had nothing to do with it. Right. No, it's completely my hand, not my problem. And that's where we are with Iran. You know, it's funny. Everybody keeps bringing up the $6 billion. And while I think it'd be so politically stupid at this point to give Iran the money, I think it'd also be morally repugnant to give them the money. Iran doesn't need the money. People keep forgetting this. I mean, Obama <laughs> gave them billions of dollars. I mean, they're not in this impoverished nation. I mean, they're selling oil. They're making a lot of cash here. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're they're not an impoverished nation. I know that they're not as successful as they should be and as the poor people who are stuck in that regime deserve to be. But no, you're absolutely right. They're not at all an impoverished nation. They have a lot of fossil fuel assets and they could be, as they once were, a very prosperous nation. Um, But but stopping that from happening is 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 due to their own devices. And and look, it's, it's nonsense for the administration also to say, oh, that's $6 billion. No, no, no. That can only be used for good purposes. It's not, none of that money was involved in terrorism. And, and the analogy I keep making is if you gave you know, your daughter's boyfriend money to go out to dinner and, and he shows up with beer and condoms and you say, whoa, 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 I gave you money for dinner. And he's like, yeah, don't worry, pops, I haven't spent that money yet. Right. Like money is fungible. So you give bad operators money. They buy bad things with it. Yeah. And this nonsense that like, well, no, we gave them six billion, but they could only buy wheat and flour and 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 plant uh, grass. 
That's all they can do. Give me a break. Stop. Stop treating the American people like we're dumb and stop treating the Iranians uh, like they're good actors on the world stage when we know they're just a terrorist state. Let's think about the state of oil in the world right now. I was reading a story in The Wall Street Journal today that Iran is actually producing more oil right now than the United States of America is. That is just so infuriating to me to read that. This administration, by completely capitulating to the to the same whack job, isn't it ironic, too, the same green energy whack jobs in the squad are the same ones who are cheering on Hamas right now, unwilling to condemn all of these actions. By the United States of America continuing to become less and less energy independent, we are propping up these regimes around the world. When are people going to understand that? Yeah, well, oil makes the world go round. And, and, and you can say, I wish it were not that way, as this administration has been saying. I wish the world ran on wind and solar. I wish it ran on renewables. But it doesn't. And so even go back to, you know, my high school years when the first Gulf War, when the, when the common cry was no blood for oil. And it's a great bumper sticker. No blood for oil. No blood for oil. But but oil is freedom, right? Oil is movement. It's prosperity. It's the economy. It's it's you know you can't even have a no oil protest without oil because the very signs that they carry are made from oil. Not to mention the paint they pour over priceless works of art are all made from oil. So so oil does make the world go round. And maybe it won't be that way in the future. I called my organization Power the Future for a reason. Maybe it will be different one day. But it's not. And it is so naive to say if we just only legislated or or put in policy position towards this ideal I have in my head, that that ideal will become realized. And it hasn't. Right. We're three years into almost three years into the Biden agenda. And besides the rampant inflation driven by energy prices, where everything is expensive because energy is expensive, We're back to war. We're back to war in the Middle East. We have Russia invaded Ukraine a year ago with high oil prices. So it's it's this naivete. It's this this obtuseness. um, And it's also something I've seen my entire life where the left just genuinely loves to be in bed with rogue operators. You know, I was I was waxing reminiscent on on Twitter earlier and reminding people when Reagan was running for office, uh, Carter and Ted Kennedy wrote Brezhnev and said he was a threat, right? John Kerry so sided with Ho Chi Minh with Jane Fonda. Democrats have supported Noriega, Ortega, Castro, Hugo Chavez. Democrats have always supported America's enemies. It was during the Gulf War, Harry Reid, Senate Majority Leader, would stand on the Senate floor and call George Bush a loser, and talk about how the atrocities our soldiers are committing around the world. Democrats have always loved to, to, to bash America and to support its enemies. So when people like Rashida Tlaib supports Palestine, I'm like, of course she does. She's a Democrat. Democrats have always supported the enemy my entire lifetime. I'm not old enough to remember the Great War. Maybe my parents would think differently. But in my lifetime, every foreign policy, major foreign policy battle, and I was born in Vietnam, every foreign policy battle, Democrats have supported America's enemy. So we shouldn't be surprised that Rashida Tlaib or, or Ilhan Omar or mainstream Democrats or Black Lives Matter or any of these groups. Of course they do. Leftists have always supported America's enemies. Daniel Turner is my guest. Power of the Future is his organization. He's the executive director and the founder of it. Uh, 
Russia, China, Iran, this 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 alliance here that these countries have, you know, it's we, 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 every time we do more in Ukraine, it seems like those three seem to get closer and closer. We announced another aid package for Ukraine today. Uh, I, I'm not looking and I don't think anybody's looking for World War Three here with Iran. But at the very same no. time, the Obama administration and the Biden administration is continuing it because I, I really do believe Obama is still pulling the strings here, keeps emboldening this nation. I mean, what I don't understand is why knowing that Iran believes that not just on wiping out Saudi Arabia from the earth, I mean, Israel, but also Saudi Arabia. I mean, I think a big motivation here in this attack was the idea that Saudi Arabia and Israel were finally going to get along and, and recognize each other and, and, and become neighbors and friends. And I think that was a big yeah. motivation for this. So why would the United States of America, A, help Iran with their nuclear enrichment program? And B, why the hell would we allow China to buy oil from them if we're trying to do relations with China? Why are we not turning around to China and saying to them, hey, listen— if you want to do business with us, you you got to stop doing business with them. Yeah, this is the the big boy part of of government that this current administration does not like to do, and the Biden the Obama administration didn't like to do it either. They run on on platitudes, they run on feelings, hope and change, and build bridges and all that stuff. But but policy is. You know, there's a certain to be said about people who are policy experts. And, and you look at what happens with feel-good policies on the border. Well, look at the border crisis we have now three years in. And the, and the untold number of people, how many of them come from these countries, right? Well, the, the, the government admits there are two million gotaways. They're, they're all moms with babies. Right? There's not one terrorist in that, right. th- in that two million number. Right. So, yeah, this is where policy decisions are are tough and 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 they and they have to be broad and you say well look if we're going to tell iran that they can't export oil because they're a bad uh state actor they're the world's leading sponsor of terrorism then you guys can't buy oil either from iran and that's just that's it and if you do well then you can't buy stuff from us right we we treat these other countries with such kid gloves whether it's china whether it's iran whether it's venezuela and then they walk all over us and and what's going to happen? The next guy is going to be charged with cleaning up the pieces. Um, but cleaning up the pieces is deadly in this case. I mean, there are there are 14 Americans who are dead and still 20 who are being held hostage. Um, you know, obviously scores more of, of, of Israeli nationals who are dead. But I mean, this is these are deadly consequences of saying we want the world to run on wind and solar. We want to get rid of oil. That's these are the deadly consequences of Joe Biden saying no more oil, no more drilling, pal, right? We're going to put an end to fossil fuels. Well, it's, it sounds nice. It doesn't sound nice on the campaign trail. It sounds stupid, but it sounds nice to your stupid audience on the campaign trail. But this is the reality of it. And you know what? I would have a lot more respect for this president, and I have none, quite frankly, for him at all. But I would at least have some respect if he went out there and said, look, when I said we're getting rid of oil, I knew it was going to be tough, and this is what it entails, guys. Right. This is what it entails. And it's going to be tough and it's going to get even harder. But that but now he no, no, no. My policies didn't do this. My policies didn't enrich enrich Vladimir Putin. My policies didn't enrich Iran so that they killed 900 Israelis and murdered and raped hundreds of women at a music festival. No, 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 no. These are all these are all, you know, outside forces that we have no control over. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, we talked about it. He's getting the adults in charge, right? Biden told us that. The adults are in charge. The adults are in charge. No, the ideologues are in charge. And this is what happens when ideologues have power. They create chaos. They create hell. 
quite frankly. It's hell if you're in Eagle Pass, Texas. It's, it's hell if you're an American trapped in Gaza, right? It's hell if you're a Ukrainian getting bombed by Vladimir Putin, right? This is what happens when ideologues have power. Um, and, and, it's, and it's shameful to watch unfold in real time. Now, listen, yeah, I mean, you're, you're saying everything right, you're, and you're on fire, and I love it. Uh, but thank God today the president was addressing junk fees. And, and Daniel Turner, how many of those junk fees that the government <laughs> charges us and busts our chops with on a daily basis will, will he be getting rid of? You know, I tried to pay uh, some IRS bill online, and they charged me a percentage oh, yeah. of, of what I had to pay. And I was like, there are the junk fees right there. Oh, yeah. No, but those junk fees are allowed to stay. Or I don't know if the last time anybody's ever looked at their phone bill. We're still, get, we're still paying a 9-11 fee. We got the, this fee, the anti-terrorism fee. Look at an airline ticket, how many freaking fees and taxes are on that thing. Those, by the way, will not count. But if Hilton charges you a $25 a day resort fee, well, now that the government yeah. of the United States needs to deal with right away versus exactly. the private market. Yeah, and distracting from the issues that matter, right? There are major issues facing our country, and they're getting worse, and they're getting more expensive. So they roll out this type of nonsense to keep everyone distracted. It's what the Caesars did back in the day when the empire was crumbling. They just brought in some gladiators from North Africa and some animals, and were like, maybe the people will be too distracted with this to care about the fact that we're dying. He literally, um, he literally brought a woman doing. today to, to, to standing in the Rose Garden complaining about junk fees i'm like I, are these people the most tone-deaf idiots in, in the history of politics the world's on fire yeah. Pe- women are being beheaded and this woman's complaining because she got charged a freaking airline change fee or something i'm like I'm, there's not a there's a time and a place as we used to say a time and a place yeah exactly and they're missing all the times and all the places and it's again it's de- it's devastating to watch in real time it's reversible but it's going to be hard and it's going to be slow, but it requires people getting out and voting and making a difference. Um, um, but we can reverse it and we will. Right. We'll rise to the occasion. But it's sad that we actually have to keep you know, doing this and not just progressing as a country. You know, by the way, I meant to ask you last last uh, presidential debate. I usually like to chat with you after. Uh, what'd you, <laughs> what you what did you think? Um, you know, I. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a disaster. I'm not surprised. It's pretty clear who the front runner is, um, and, and I, I just—it was frustrating to watch. It was frustrating to 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 see them unfocused. Um, at the end of the debate, I just disliked more of them rather than appreciated anyone more. I just there are many people I just wish would go away for everything, not yeah. just in terms of this candidacy, but just as national figures. They just need to say, "My time is gone." And and disappear. So yeah, disappointed. Yeah. But how about Mr. Win- how about one. Mr. Windmill, Chris Christie? People forget when he was governor of New Jersey, he was all for the wind turbines at the Jersey Shore. He was all for them. Yeah, yeah. And and again, those are the types of things that it's easy to run on when it's politically popular. But policy decisions have to be broad. They have to be uh, well thought out. And this is the result of what you're dealing with now. This is the result of it's a it's a more expensive and weaker electric grid in Jersey. And he's got to own that, but he won't. You know, of course, it's always someone else's problem. Someone else made a mistake. Well, I commend you for not making a weight joke or a dead whale joke. You're a better man than me. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Turner, power of the future. I appreciate it, buddy. We will talk again soon. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Rich. Always a pleasure.
The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All right. Now, uh, I want to tell you that this is an incredible month to purchase. Or, By the way, Alan Dershowitz is going to join me next. We're going to talk about uh, these uh, spoiled, repugnant brats at Harvard. Uh, this is an incredible month to purchase or lease a new Volvo from my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. They always have an incredible inventory of aggressively priced Volvos. But this month, there are a plethora of discounts and offers available. Too many to list in one spot. I will tell you that the incentives start at $5,000 and can escalate all the way up to $11,000. So whether you want to purchase or lease a newer pre-owned Volvo, now is the time. I love my Volvo. I drive the XC40 right now. Bridget drives the XC90. Whether you want an SUV or the S-Class, they used to have the S60. They're beautiful, luxurious, safe cars. The S-Class made right here at their plant in South Carolina. And most importantly is the experience that you'll get at Cherry Hill Volvo. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios. In this age of cancel culture, they stand with us. And I was texting Judith this morning because she has family in Tel Aviv. And she's very, obviously, this is a hard time for them. And she does so much for the Jewish community in South Jersey. And Yosef was in the Israeli military. Uh, They're great people over there. So go say hello and go see them. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. And I really do believe that what separates them from all these big conglomerate dealerships out there is that you don't get any pressure. Really, if the car is not right for you, it's not right for you. They, they always strive to do the right thing. But I think you're going to love driving a Volvo. And I really think you're going to love these financial incentives. And I also think you're going to love them as people because they're just good people who stand with us and, and fight for the right things. And I think all of that matters. It really, really does in life. Who you choose to do business with in life matters. It certainly does to me. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly in South Jersey, right across the bridge. So please go say hello to them today. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. These are uh, amazing times. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And who better to talk about all these issues with than Alan Dershowitz, the author of Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thanks. I appreciate your asking me. And, of course, uh, what's going on at Harvard, and you are the Felix Frankfurter Professor of Law Emeritus at Harvard University Law School, I know must be truly heartbreaking to you, the reaction of some of the students there at Harvard Law School uh, regarding their support of Hamas. Oh, it isn't heartbreaking. It's anger-inducing. We're fighting back. Uh, Just like the Israeli army, we're now on the offensive. Um, We've gotten uh, students uh, to have their uh, job offers withdrawn. Uh, We are urging the school now to publish the names of every single student who supported rape, uh, who supported beheadings, who supported burning children alive, who supported kidnapping. We want exposure. Uh, the First Amendment, the marketplace of ideas, requires transparency. So we're fighting back. We want to know the name of every single student, faculty member, administrator who supports this barbarism so that we can hold them accountable in the court of public opinion. We don't want to ban them. I'm a strong supporter of freedom of speech, but freedom of speech goes both ways. So we're doing what the Israeli army is doing. We're on the offensive now. We're fighting back and we're winning. We're winning. We're getting these students to withdraw 
these uh, outrageous statements. Uh, we got the president of Harvard to finally uh, deliver a statement which was about still uh, only partially uh, relevant. Uh, she still won't condemn these bigots. I, I, I would like your listeners just to imagine one thing. Imagine that there was a club that started at Harvard called the Ku Klux Klan Club, and it advocated the uh, lynching of blacks or another club, a bunch of male chauvinists who started a club in favor of rape. Uh, what would be the reaction of the university? Would they just say, well, they have a free speech right to express their views? Whatever the reaction would be to lynching, to Nazis, to rapists, that's what the reaction should be to what Hamas did um, in Israel uh, over this past weekend. We can't have a double standard. It's an excellent point that you make. And, and I think that uh, we've seen these deplorable reactions from students at campuses around the country. We've seen it right here in Philadelphia, Harvard, obviously. We've also seen it from members of Congress refusing to condemn this, Rashida Tlaib, right. Il- Ilmar Om- uh, Ilan Omar, uh, and others. And, and, and you know, this is, this is not about the geopolitics of Palestine and Israel. I mean, these are barbaric, brutal, savage attacks by terrorists. And yet they're they're equating this in some way like these are freedom fighters or something. Well, CNN does that. Uh, CNN uses uh, the term militants uh, instead of um, using the term. uh, Obviously, it should use a murderers, rapists, uh, beheaders. Um, But uh, and then, you know, what I call the CNN strategy is now coming into being. Um, Hamas purposely puts its rockets um, purposely puts its rockets uh, among civilians and uh, hoping that Israel will have to kill some civilians. And then they parade the civilian dead out there and say, see, Israel's worse. And students accept this nonsense. They don't realize that um, this is Hamas's strategy. They want Israel to kill Palestinians in order for Palestinian bodies to be used by CNN to try to create a moral equivalence. And too many people fall for it. Why? Explain to me and help, help me understand here. Help, help me understand why people do not understand the, the goal of Hamas, the goal of Hezbollah, and, and really, truly the goal of Iran here. Why, they, why this happened now when, when Israel and Saudi Arabia were at the table and talking? Why don't people understand that that was the motivation for this? I mean, it seems very obvious to me. It is to me, too, and that's why the only way to stop this recurring, recurring barbarity is for Iran to be punished. And there are three or four ways they can be punished. First, Israel can be allowed to destroy their nuclear reactor. Could you imagine Iran developing nuclear bombs and handing them off to Hamas? The, what happened just the other day would be nothing <clears throat> compared to what would happen. That's one. The second thing would be the United States should now pressure the Saudis to immediately accept the deal. So to show Iran, look, it's not working. It's backfiring. Uh, also to put pressure on Qatar to stop supporting Hamas um, and to stop supporting Iran. And so the center of this is the greatest exporter of terrorism in the history of the world, and that is Iran. They're the real villains here, and unless we punish them, it's not going to stop. And instead of punishing them, the Biden administration at the moment is still potentially unfreezing $6 billion, which I guarantee you will be used to uh, foment terrorism. 
Well, that's the, the, I mean, John Kirby's up there today saying that we're acutely aware that Iran is the number one sponsor of Hamas, but we still can't say Iran was involved in this or not. Uh, It's almost like the administration is trying to defend Iran. I mean, I I really couldn't understand why the Obama administration uh, thought that Iran could have a seat at the table of of adult nations when this is a, a, a fanatical, radical Islamic government that is that is looking to destroy not only Jews, but also other Muslims who they believe don't believe follow their version of, of Islam. I mean, how do you sit down with people like that and, and negotiate and rationalize with them? I just don't think you can. No, I don't think you can either. You have to just destroy them. And I do think that uh, later intelligence will demonstrate that Iran played a much greater role in this than the United States intelligence agencies are now saying. They're not saying they didn't play a role in it. They're saying we don't have proof that they did play a role. But, of course, they would hide their involvement. The Wall Street Journal, who I trust uh, in this respect, maybe more than some government agencies, did reporting that showed that there were meetings in Lebanon the Monday before the Saturday in which this occurred uh, involving uh, both Hamas leaders and leaders of uh, the Iranian um, uh, mullahs. And so I would bet you anything that in the end there will be proof that the fingerprints of Iran are all over, uh, if not this attack, many, 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 many other attacks. Um, Iran, uh, without Iran, you could not get this level of sophistication, this level of intelligence gathering, this level of rockets, thousands and thousands of rockets. How do you smuggle them into what's supposed to be an open air prison? Last time I was in prison, I go to prison a lot to represent clients. You can't smuggle 4,000 4, rockets into a prison. But how do you destroy it without starting World War III? And, and I think a lot of people are very, very nervous about that right now, especially because the United States, we're, we're in Ukraine. Uh, we're, we seem to be very spread very thin here. And I think a lot of people are very yeah. concerned about that. That's why I'm not enthusiastic about a ground uh, incursion into um, into Gaza, which will cost a lot of lives. And I'd be much more in favor of a targeted attack by um, Israel with the logistical support and diplomatic support of the United States on a, uh, a raid against the Iran nuclear reactor using, you know, 25 uh, planes uh, with bunker busting bombs provided by the United States to destroy, if not all, at least the vast majority of the Iranian um, uh, nuclear weapons program, which we know exists. We know where it is. And uh, it would send a message to Iran that you promote terrorism at risk, great risk to your own administration. I mean, ultimately, the answer is, of course, regime change. We want to overthrow the regime today in Iran, which is an evil regime, just the way we should have overthrown the Nazi regime in Germany in the 1930s. We didn't do that. Um, it's hard to do, but uh, there have to be punitive uh, actions directed at Iran, no matter how successful Israel is in a ground attack in uh, the Gaza Strip. That won't end it. It might stop it for three years, four years. But in the end, it's going to be recurring because Iran pulls the strings. They're the puppet master and Hezbollah and Hamas are the puppets. So the regime of Iran is really the issue here. I think that's right. And they have to suffer. And one way of making them suffer is to destroy their most valuable property, which they've been working on for 15 years now. And that is their nuclear weapons program. 
Uh, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you uh, regarding former President Trump, the latest on that. And um, the, the fact that this uh, the judge here in New York seems to be mocking him in court and, and, and the attorney general of New York, the state of New York, being so hell bent on getting him. I, I mean, th- this looks to be such a farce, this this civil trial. No, it's much worse than a farce. It's uh, targeted. Uh, you know, it, I named my book at Trump. It wasn't an original title with me. It was a title that came out of um, uh, the attorney general's campaign pledge. She promised she would get him, and if she didn't get him, she won't be reelected. So she's going to do anything to get him, and she certainly got the right judge. The judge said uh, in court that he's just a bad man. Uh, that's not the kind of judge that should be sitting on issues like this, especially without a jury. And so this is worse than a farce. It's a total and complete denial of equal justice. Does he have the ability to... What's his recourse after this? Well, mostly it'll be an appeal. But remember that the appellate court judges in New York are elected, too. And New York is an overwhelmingly anti-Trump state. So, you know, his major recourse is going to be in the court of public opinion, where he's winning. Um, You know, I'm a liberal Democrat. I uh, don't support Trump politically, but I certainly support his constitutional rights. Well, listen, I appreciate your time as always. Get Trump, the threat to civil liberties, due process and our constitutional rule of law. Professor Professor Alan Dershowitz, thanks for your time. Thank you. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We uh, pot up uh, Biden is speaking right now. He's just saying right now he's making it clear to the Iranians to be careful. Uh, I think we're all very nervous here about where this goes. What thousands of years of Jewish history has shown us, the enduring strength, and I mean this sincerely, the enduring strength and spirit of Jewish community. If if you excuse a point of personal privilege, you should say in the Senate. That's why I took my kids, everyone when they turned 14 years old, one at a time, put them on a plane and took them to Dachau. I wanted them to see that you could not not know what was going on walking through those gates. You could not fail to understand as a country what was going on. And that's a fact. It had a profound impact on my children and my grandchildren. Some thought taking a 14-year-old grandchild did not make mistake, but I took them one at a time. I got three more to go. And folks, it's important. You know, the miracle of Israel is Israel. It's Israel itself. The hope it inspires. The light it represents to the world. And uh, folks, um, I was asked uh, in one of my very frank conversations with Bibi and uh, Herzog, so why do I feel so deeply about this? It's not about the region. I truly believe, were there no Israel, no Jew in the world would be ultimately safe. It's the only ultimate guarantee. The only ultimate guarantee. The only ultimate guarantee. And folks, because of you, and I mean this sincerely, because you're speaking up, because of the intensity and the intellect and the brilliance you bring to this cause, I think we have a chance to end this in a way that is, it makes it very difficult for it to be repeated. I want to thank you for your leadership. And as I said, there's a, a lot to talk about. And, uh, but 
I'm really, quite frankly, concerned as to, it's hard to talk about this without detail. And it's contrary to our interests to let out the detail of what we're going on. I mean, this is just round the clock, as you understand, you fully understand. But, you know, uh, I've known Bibi for over 40 years. In a very frank relationship, I know him well. And the one thing that I did say that it is really important that Israel, with all the anger, frustration, and just to not explain it, that exists, is that they operate by the rules of war. The rules of war. And there are rules of war. And, uh, and I believe Israel is doing everything in its power to, uh, to pull the country together, stay on the same page, and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure Israel will succeed and God willing to bring home those Americans who are in harm's way. I'm, I'm going to let you all have the private conversation you've been having, which you should continue to have, but uh, it just came to basically, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. I give you my word as a Biden. Thank you. Thank you for the intensity of your support. It matters. It matters that Americans see what's happening. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought you that are, I would wake you up. see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever. Anyway, I, uh, but there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations <clears throat> trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway. It's just, anyway, anyway. From my faith, from my faith, my faith that, uh, that the core of every human being is a spark of humanity and decency. It's got to be touched. It's got to be spoken to. That's what you do. That's why you're here. It's not about, you know, revenge. It's about, it's about decency. Just basically decent, just basic decency. Treating people with a sense of, I don't know quite how to say it, but I know we can overcome this. I know we can overcome this. Look. I don't know anything about the kind of loss it's talking about, but I know a little bit of like to feel loss. Lose people you adore. Get a phone call saying they're gone. I get that part. Not the same, but I get the part. I'm just thinking he's going to take questions. And what I've learned is that if we, as we persevere, we can grow. And the day will come when the memory of that person or those persons bring a smile to your lips before it brings a tear to your eye. It will happen. 
It will happen, but God, it takes a long time sometimes. And when it's born out of something that has been anything from a mistake to a, a vicious, vicious attempt, you know, it, 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 it varies in degrees. I'm not saying I know the same, but I, I just, look, I mean. He's just rambling. The President of the United States is rambling right now. I'll never forget. Oh, here we well, go. I won't go into that. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I just think that uh, if we stay true to our values, pursue with every inch and every bit of our energy yes. to get this right, we can bury this again and bring people back, and bring people home and bring it together. I think we can, I think we can change the Middle East. But then again, I have been referred to as a, uh, a congenital optimist. And I'm not going to answer any questions to you guys right now, but my, my team here knows when, when the press is gone, they'll talk more directly to you. But even then, they're not going to be able to tell you all that we're doing and all that's going on. So. Uh, questions, sir. May, may, may we please say thank you. 80 years ago this week, 80 years ago this week, a group of 400 rabbis came to Washington hoping to meet with Franklin Delano Roosevelt and appeal to him to act to rescue the Jews who were being persecuted in Europe. And they were refused a meeting with President Roosevelt. They were refused entry to the White House. And the fact that we are here today, and you have spoken as the President of the United States so clearly in support of Israel, so clearly in support of the Jewish people, and so, and welcome leaders and representatives of the Jewish community into the White House for this discussion, shows what a dramatic distance we've traveled in these United States, how we as the Jewish community are blessed to live today in these United States, and we thank you for your leadership and your moral fire. They're gonna start pulling them off the stage, I imagine. Okay, thank you, thank you guys. The uh, takeaway from that is uh, the president said, quote, we made it clear to the Iranians, be careful. He is coordinating efforts to bring Americans home, but for the security of operations, cannot detail it. And then he stood up there and his mind wandered and God only knows where the hell he went. All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I mean, it's just it's just this guy. He, uh, 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 I, all right. Dr. Mike Venaria, great guy. Listen, Veterans Breakfast coming up November 11th. Mark your calendar Saturday, November 11th at his sentiments in office. It's going to be also a free shredding event. So free breakfast to say thank you to our veterans. Also, a uh, free community shredding event. There's going to be all kinds of refreshments, and we'll salute the troops, and you can be part of it. Dr. Mike Venneri is a great guy. You know, for 10 years in a row, for 10 years in a row, he has been one of the most respected uh, dentists among his peers. That's why he has been voted top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. And when it comes to dental implants, listen, dental implants are very complicated. You want to make sure you go to the right guy. That's my guy. That's Dr. Mike Venaria. And people ask me all the time, Rich, is he really your dentist? Yes, he's really my dentist. I would never pretend like he is if he isn't. You know that. I always tell you the truth. Uh, And he's also my family's dentist, too. Mama's the only discovered him. Papa's the only goes there. Bridget, Reagan, Claire, Patrick, we all go see Dr. Mike Venaria. And two locations to serve you right over the bridge in Cinnaminson and Woodbury, So you go see him today. Call for your free implant consultation today. All right? And remember, mark your calendar for the Veterans Breakfast and Free Shredding event coming up Saturday, November 11th at the Cinnamon office, venariadental.com. 
Trust me when I tell you there is no one, and I mean no one better when it comes to your smile than Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right, we are moments away from the first pitch, Red October. We're excited about it. 855-839-1210 if you would like to weigh in today. Mike is in Mayfair. Mike, how are you? You know, it's really sickening. I've been listening to scanning news all over the country, and people are calling for the extermination of the Palestinian people. Nobody on this program today has called for the excuse me. Excuse me. Hello. Hello. I'm going to put you on hold. Nobody on this program or on this radio station has called for the extermination of the Palestinian people. I want to be very, very clear. Go ahead. Huh? Yes, go ahead. Why is the lives of Jewish babies more important than the lives of Palestinian babies? Who said the lives of Palestinian babies are not important? Nobody shed any tears for the Palestinian babies being murdered. I think they've people have said that. Thousands. The, they've killed thousands and thousands of uh, Palestinian who is, children who over has, decades. Who has? The Israelis. The Israelis have. Oh, so okay. So they, so they had it coming, in other words. Yes. yes. They had it coming. Jimmy Carter said... Israel has never lived up to the Camp David mm-hmm. Accords. So Israel, Israel had this attack coming. So Hamas was justified. Is that what you're saying? They won't let the Red Cross. Is that, you, is that what you're saying? I just want to know. Children. Yes or no? All right, and put you on hold again. I'm try one more time with this guy. Did, did so Israel had it coming? Hamas was justified in doing what they did. How come the Israelis won't let yes or no? The Red Cross take food yes in or for no? the children. It's a simple question. Children. It's a simple question. It was is Hamas justified in what they did here? Yes. All right, you're an anti-Semite. Listen, I don't have time for you. Have a, have a nice day. Goodbye. Goodbye. 855-839-1210. You see, you always expose him after just a few moments. You really do. You just uh, expose him. There are a lot of people like him. He should be a member of the squad because a lot of those nutbags in Congress think exactly like he does. Uh, and no one has called for the, uh, the extermination of the Palestinian people, and no one has called for... Uh, death to innocent Palestinians. In fact, the government of the United States and Israel is trying to work to make sure that civilians get out. Israel didn't provoke this. Hamas did. But you see, when you've got Jew haters like that guy, in their mind, well, you know what? This is justified. And he's not alone in thinking that. There's a lot of that. Harvard students, members of Congress, Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib of Minnesota, refusing to condemn the beheadings of Israeli babies when confronted by the media. So, you know, you have people like this in the world. And you, you can't, you can't ra- rationalize or reason with people like this. They're just, they hate. They hate. It's like the same thing that the Nazis would say. The Jews had it coming. So, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you sit down and reason with somebody like that who has that much hate in their heart? It's unbelievable. 855-839-1210. We got a lot more to talk about. The Phillies' first pitch is just a matter of moments away. And uh, yes, it's true if you're wondering Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been confronted in Toronto, but what was he confronted about? Was it his birth father? We'll be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast.
Revolution. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Uh, we are moments away from uh, the first pitch. Phil's Red October. We're excited about that. The squad Democrats refuse to call out the horror committed by Hamas, the brutal terrorists. And um, who's going to be Speaker of the House? Will Jim Jordan be able to rally or is Steve Scalise going to have the votes? That is the question. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Uh, and by the way, in California, crime is so crazy and Mario Lopez, the Hollywood actor, called uh, he mocked Gavin Newsom for banning Skittles in the middle of all the crime wave. He said crime is through the roof. Worst drug drug epidemic ever and homelessness at an all time high in California. So let's focus on Skittles as California becomes the first U.S. state to ban Skittles and 12,000 additional products for cancer causing additives. That's right. That's what they did. And today, Joe Biden also went over the scourge of uh, nuisance fees, as he calls them, nuisance fees. None of the nuisance fees imposed by the government of the United States of America on you, by the way. None of those fees. Uh, 855-839-1210, if you would like to weigh in. Ken is in Pennsylvania. Ken, go ahead. Hi, Rich. I watch your show all the time. I absolutely love it. Well, actually, listen to it. But uh, what it was talking about, uh, about the conflict in Israel, is it, a lot of people, we need to look back in the history because that's where all this started. We are dealing with things today that were started back in the 40s. Um, both sides have valid, valid arguments, but I don't think either side is right or wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, killing of people is just plain wrong. Well, so that is wrong, then. Uh, yes. I mean, Hamas is a we... violent organization. I'm not talking about negotiations between the, uh, you know, Mahmoud Abbas or whoever the guy is, the head of, of Palestine and, and Israel. And I mean, we're talking about the violent terrorist activities committed by the atrocities committed by Hamas. Oh, that that's totally un. I mean, that's inhuman. But what people inhuman. are doing is they're equating the two. They're equating right. the two and, of and what can. they're doing, and well, exactly, and that's the point. And so you've got people cheering on Hamas here because they feel as if uh, Palestine deserves that land, and so they believe that Hamas is acting as some sort of freedom fighters here. That's not going to advance peace. That's not going to advance Middle Eastern peace in any way, shape, or form. And by the way, I think no, it was I, done deliberately to stop Middle East peace because Israel and Saudi Arabia were starting to get along. Right, exactly. And I agree with you. I mean, Hamas is, and, and that end of the violence that they're doing, I mean, it's just horrendous. But yet on the same token, uh, Israel has the right to defend what they have built through this time. Now, is there a way to get that done diplomatically? I don't know. Not with this violence that Hamas is just doing these random attacks. And Israel does have the right to defend their sovereign land, just like any other country does. Yeah, of course. And we don't know how, how, how much this escalates. We don't know how big how big this goes from here. We have no idea. That's the problem. I mean, you heard, Alan, I don't know if you heard Dershowitz on before. He's concerned about a ground force going into Gaza at this point. 
because he think it might he thinks yeah. it might escalate things. So there's a lot of concerns. There's a there's a lot of uh, of moving parts here. But I just get angry at people who think that that the, the 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 terrorist actions by Hamas in some way are justified. I mean, even those people that are out there supporting the the geographic or whatever human rights issues surrounding Palestine you you can't you can't equate these two things and that's the problem is that people are doing that and it's sickening it's like it's like turning you know it's like turning around and saying oh well al qaeda what they did really is because of the the way the people of afghanistan were treated by the uh, americans when they i mean it's it's like it, it's you the, you cannot equate this these are radical islamic lunatics who are doing this stuff these are not people oh, here fighting I mean, for the, territory the jihadists the religious jihadists that just want to kill everybody and this has been going on for 70 years. Um, secondly, the other thing, uh, listen to the Biden interview or the Biden thing. Um, this guy does, doesn't doesn't have a clue. You know, we need a leader that's going to be strong. I, I'm not I'm not going to go into Trump or anything like that. But the United States needs to stand up and hold our ground. You know, and I don't see that happening with this administration. This administration has no friggin' clue what it stands for, what the doctrine is here. We have no idea. And that's a very dangerous place to be, in my opinion, in the world, because we and we're also all over the place now. We're, we're in we're in Ukraine. Now we got you know, we're, we're sending all these aircraft carriers to the Middle East. We're all over the place. Right. And our fuel supplies are depleted. I mean, I agree with you 100 percent, Rich. I just wanted to weigh in on that. Um, and I don't agree with uh, these protests that we're having in, in, in Philly and different other cities. You know, I'm from Pennsylvania, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm an American, and I stand for America, period. And um, I just think it's all wrong, and I appreciate you getting me on the air. Ken, you got it, pal. You have a great day. Thank you very much, Ken. 855-839-1210. Uh, let us go to Big Al in Mullica Al. Hill. Hello, Big Al. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Uh, I have a question. Since uh, Hamas is so well-equipped, I'm wondering if they uh, are using any of the stuff that uh, Joey left over in Afghanistan. It's a great question, actually. I, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent point. Let's not forget that, uh, that the Taliban hates the Jews, too. Uh, you know, let's, let's not forget that. Who knows? I mean, I think, I think we have to figure that out as well. It's a good point. And then as a wake-up call, Rich, if you look at all the film of all the people coming across the border— a majority of them are 20 to 30-year-old men. Right. They are spreading out through our country. And Correct. what I fear is something's going to happen here that's going to make 9-11 look like a Christmas party. Well, you know, they're already threatening that. I mean, they're threatening that for Friday, October 13th. I mean, that's why for all these people that are justifying Hamas here, all these anti-Semites who are doing that, they, they their goal is to also take the fight here. Let's not forget something. These people believe that they, they, they hate Israel. They hate the United States of America. We're the great Satan that props them up. And also they hate Saudi Arabia, too. I feel like we keep forgetting that point of it, too, in this whole conversation about Hamas. So, yeah, no, there's they've already put out one of their, I don't know, their fatwas or whatever the hell they, they call it for uh, for this coming Friday. I can promise you you'll be safe well, at the Grand Hotel, though, if you come see come see the show. Yeah. In the Quran, it says uh, kill the infidel. And that's everybody. That's not a. A Muslim. No, it's correct. And that's exactly what the Republic of Iran believes, that that other Muslims need to die if they are infidels. If they don't follow their version of Islam, they need to die. It's not even like they should die. They need to die. That's what Iran believes. Yeah. And these people in America that are uh, 
jumping up and down. Maybe we should round them up and ship them over there. Let them fight for the uh, Pakistan people. <laughs> Big Al, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You know, Jack Carr, who is a former Navy SEAL and uh, a best-selling author, he put out a tweet today that I retweeted. I just want to share it with you for a moment. He said, To those cheering on Hamas as they cut off the heads of infants, cut unborn babies from their mothers, and they are still alive, gang rape and mutilate women, burn people alive, execute defenseless families after torturing them in front of one another, would be wise to remember that many of them would be the first to be slaughtered under the rule of radical Islamists. To those arguing or issuing statements of moral equivalency or justification for such acts, I suggest those statements indicate a moral bankruptcy and a depravity of the soul. To the commentators on news channels doing just that, politicians doing just that, community groups doing just that, college professors and students doing just that, those marching in support of Hamas doing just that, I would remind you of an off-sided phrase used amongst jihadist groups in which they make their intentions extremely clear. They put it on flags and they leave it written on on walls in their wake. It translates as follows. First, we kill the Saturday people and then the Sunday people. On Saturday, we kill the Jews. On Sunday, we kill the Christians. On Saturday, we massacre the Jews. On Sunday, we massacre the Christians. Think of the families burned alive, the decapitated babies, raped women, and executed children before nodding your head in agreement with someone citing a moral equivalence or justification argument regardless of their position or influence. To my friend who posted this photo and those in harm's way and those about to enter the breach, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your loved ones. To those who want to offer more than thoughts and prayers, please visit. He has a couple of links here to to do that. Hamas has issued a statement calling for what translates as a day of general mobilization this Friday, October 13th. You can find the statement online. To those justifying the attacks publicly, thank you for showing your true colors. To those public figures who refuse to condemn the attacks when asked, your silence is deafening. Jack Carr is not a guy who is a warmonger. In fact, he's been incredibly critical of the military industrial complex. He's not calling for World War III here. He's not calling for us to bomb Iran. But what he's doing is he's calling out Hamas, which is what everybody needs to do. These are radical jihadist lunatics. These are not freedom fighters here. This is not a revolution that's happening. These people want to kill Jews and other Arabs, by the way. Then remember something, too. If if Palestinians die, innocent Palestinians die in, in the process, that's OK. They go to Allah. They're martyrs. That's how these people think. Don't forget that. Don't forget that for a moment. That why do you think that when when you you go back and read the Looming Tower, if you've not read the Looming Tower, the book, you should read it. You should read it. And understand how this radical Islamist ideology came to our shores and how it really rose up in Egypt and then spread among the Middle East. But they fully believe that if you kill, if you have to kill innocent Muslims, that's okay. Allah understands and they will be greeted in paradise and recognized as martyrs as as well. They don't care about killing their own people. It's this is a religious war for them. You can't sit down and have a reasonable conversation like people with people like that. Why the hell do you think we couldn't sit down and negotiate with Al-Qaeda? Bin Laden just wanted to kill and destroy. That's what he wanted to do. He was also a radical fanatic, just like the people around him. You, there are, there are just, there's just bad people in the world. I don't know what to tell you. Not everything can involve a conversation. Not everything can involve people, you know, shaking hands and walking away. 
sometimes there's going to be bloodshed. I mean, human history has taught us that if it's taught us nothing else. But to, but, but to equate Hamas as, as, as some, some sort of a group that's justified in anything that they're doing because people have uh, disputes about the, 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 the condition of Palestine or the Palestinian people or uh, the, the claim to territory is outrageous. It's an outrage. First of all, it does nothing to advance peace. It does nothing to advance the cause of Palestine. And it absolutely sets back any sense of Middle East peace that we were on a track to achieve. But Hamas does that on purpose, though. You have to realize that, too. That's their goal. They don't want peace. These people don't want peace. These are not people looking to have peace in the Middle East. Al-Qaeda didn't want peace. Hamas doesn't want peace either. Hezbollah does not want peace. They want the Jews destroyed and the infidels destroyed and the other Arabs who they view as infidels destroyed, too. And then ultimately the great Satan destroyed. That's us. That's what they believe. That's what they want. That's what they're about. Ask them. They'll tell you. They're not shy about it. And by the way, for all the people who are out there celebrating Hamas, go take a flight over there and go tell them in person. Go march with them. Go up to the people in Hamas and tell them, hey, think you're doing a great job there. See how well it works out for you, especially if you're a woman. Especially if you're a woman on, from, a, let's say, like a Harvard woman to go to there and meet one of these Hamas butchers and tell them you think you're doing a great job fighting for the people of Palestine. See how well that works out for you. I dare you. Uh, Dave is in Maryland. Dave, how are you, sir? They're killed. Dave. They'll, they'll, fuck, they'll fucking slaughter you. Whoa, 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 Dave, Dave. You got to watch your watch the F word, pal. You got to watch the F word. Uh, all right. Uh, Steve is in Warminster. Hello, Steve. Steve, are you there? Hello. All right. Let's try Christian in Huntington Valley. Hello, Christian. Hello, sir. Um, thank you for taking my call. First off, I find it no coincidence that all the people that are supporting Palestine are Democrats. It seems pretty much right up their alley to to their moral compass. Um, second, so I was uh, military for 20 years, special operations for most of it. So something something that people don't necessarily want to consider or really understand is that total war and kind of the neutralization of, of a fighting force does preserve life in the long run. Uh, we saw it in World War II. Uh, that's, a, that's a shining example of how it works and why it works. The, the problem is, is that people do not have the stomach for what that means. You have to neutralize everybody that is going to try and kill you or your family, or in this case, innocent women and children. There isn't a coming back from that. There isn't a negotiation with that type of philosophy. It cannot coexist with any other thing in the world. It is only totalitarianism. That is it. And totalitarianism cannot function in the world today. I, but the problem, though, is that if you... It, it, it sounds easy to just say, let's go to war with Iran. Iran is oh, allied yeah. with Russia and China, and it's not that simple. And people forget that. I think there's a lot of people right now banging the drums of war who seem to forget that. I mean, we're talking so, about now this would be World War Three. So Iran uses many proxies. Absolutely. Um, there are absolute trade embargoes. If we can actually get the U.N. to do anything useful, um, there are there are ways to starve Iran into submission and make them uh, incapable of outsourcing certain terrorist aspects. But in terms of Hamas and uh, many of the Palestine operators, um, just just 
eradication of of the fighting force. That is that is how you deal with those creatures. And they're creatures. They're not people. They're subhuman. And I would argue the people that support them are are a very close cousin. Hamas is the they're they're Al Qaeda. They're 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 radical Islamic people who use and justify violence as a means to getting to the end. That's what they're doing. That's what they are. I mean, that's who they are. You don't you don't see you don't see people from Saudi Arabia doing this. You don't see people from other Arab countries doing this. You don't see people from Qatar and Dubai doing this. You don't see people from Egypt doing this. You, this is true. You have to understand like people need to understand what Hamas is. And I feel like maybe and this is the American corporate media doing this. I don't know. They're equating this with Palestinian liberation in some way, shape or form. Yeah, and and that's how that's that's kind of how Hamas really gets its chops is that it, it operates under that guys, but that's not what it is, and you and I both know that. And and that's what I'm trying to say is that if you are an operator, if you are a combatant for for this element of the Palestinian people, Hamas, right? That element of it, you it, it it's done. It's it's a death sentence. You need to make them so scared to operate that they never poke their head out of whatever hole they go back into. You rip the claws out, you rip the teeth out, you make them incapable of ever fighting again. Now and and you know, I understand your point to, to go in World War Three, but it doesn't necessarily have to do be that. You can you can absolutely bring Egypt and Jordan into this fight. They have they have skin in the game with, with that area. And that would be a really good place. Qatar, they're dirty. They're, they're crazy dirty. Even even Saudi, I mean, they're they're not a, a good bunch. I don't have any warm and fuzzies with them either. But Iran outsourcing terror and, and funding that type of terror, of which Obama gave them how many billions now? But that that goes to the point of how they're on, how uh, Hamas is, is able to operate at that point. If you make them fear for their ability to to exist. After they pull something like this, that's how you fight that kind of thing. You make them afraid to be alive after something like that. Well, that's, I I think, what Israel's approach here is going to be. It seems to me that is exactly what Netanyahu's approach is going to be. I mean, yeah. uh, and Israel has to handle it the way that Israel sees fit. I mean, I don't live there, and I don't have say in the United States of America— also, if we're going to respect Israeli sovereignty, then, you know, they then Israel's going to do what it's going to do. I mean, that's well, you know, that's the game. Now, more than ever, we need we need a stronger Israel in that area, considering how bad we've we've blown everything else. That, that well, we, we almost that had a stronger there. Middle East, a much more peaceful Middle East. But of course, now Hamas came and screwed that up. And yeah. I think this was all Abraham deliberate. Course. I think the timing of that was very deliberate. Christian, oh, thank absolutely. you for the call. I appreciate it. Good thoughts. Very good thoughts. 855-839-1210. Tom is in South Philly. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I was just wondering, how come you're not quoting the Talmud? I can help you with that. Straight from the Sanhedrin 57A. If a Jew kills a goy, he will not be sentenced to death. Would a Jew steals oh from a goy, God. he what can you, keep What does this have to do I, with I can do anything this for we're hundred talking about? Because you, you, you're saying the Palestinians or the Arabs are somehow inferior. They haven't been kicked out of I didn't say the Palestinians or the Arabs countries. were somehow inferior. I love these people putting words in my mouth. Did I say the Palestinians or the Arabs are inferior at any Absolutely point today not. in this program? No, no. Did I say Palestinians need to be slaughtered at no, any point today in this program? No, not, no. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just making sure. I don't know what show 
show you were well, listening how come to. You don't, how come you don't say into the Talmud, Coach? You, you know, you know I don't, the Quran, I'm not Jewish. I don't know the Talmud. I don't, I'm not Jewish. I'm a, I'm a Catholic boy you, from you Jersey. Quoted, you quoted. You were quoting the Quran. Why are you, but you so don't know angry? anything in the Talmud. Why are you so angry? Because you're silly, and the last caller was even sillier. Okay, what do you want to see happen here? One of them is going to kill the other one off. One of them is going to kill the other one off. What the hell are you talking about? One of them is going to kill the other one. What are you talking about? can't occupy the same land, obviously. The Romans knew this. That's why they were dispersed in 70 AD. The Roman general Titus got rid of them. It's too much. The English put them back there. So let me ask you a question. Then. Why, is, why is the Palestine minister condemning these Hamas attacks at the United Nations then? Have you ever looked at the chart in the last 40 years, how many Israelites or have you ever looked at? A, have you ever talked to... Let, let me ask you a question, honestly, seriously. And as you justify this violence by Hamas against Israel, as you justify this violence, do you really think uh -huh. this advances the cause of, of, of Palestine? If, 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 do you really think this works? Do you think this helps? Well, if you had 2 million people put in the largest yes or prison no? on Does the it help? behind walls, yes, it will. How do you it think, will help. Why do you okay. think... Why do you think Northern Ireland doesn't have an England problem anymore? You know why Northern Ireland doesn't have an England problem anymore? Because Northern yeah. Ireland takes about $2 billion a year from England. That's why. You're an idiot. You, have, you have no idea what you're talking you're about. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know good. why? They did terrorism and it worked. No, they didn't do terrorism and it worked, jackass. They take money they from the United States. Get the hell out of here. You're a moron. I went to Ireland and I had the bus driver there, Joe, explain it all. The North... Northern Ireland gets about $2 billion a year, probably more by now, from the United Kingdom. I don't want to separate from them, please. And uh, it's still a very tense situation when you go from Ireland into Northern Ireland, but it's not terrorism that worked there. Uh, the Troubles, as they call it, which, by the way, began with the oppression of Catholics in Ireland by the British, by the Crown, but the reason why there's peace now is because you have the Celtic Tiger. The Republic of Ireland was doing great economically. Northern Ireland was taking all this money from the crown. And the issue of Irish unity went away because Northern Ireland is never going to break apart from that money. And that's just the way that is. It's not because terrorism worked, you idiot. But look, I mean, what are you going to do? There's people that hate Israel. They're just, they hate Israel. So this is the way they justify it. They hate it. And, you know, as long as you have people like that justifying this and, and those arguments are very similar arguments to the arguments that Osama bin Laden used about getting the infidels out of the Middle East. He wanted uh, the infidels out of the Middle East. But it's it's really easy to say, OK, well, so when the Soviet Union invades Afghanistan and the United States goes over and helps uh, Afghanistan and we fight this proxy war against the Soviet Union in the late 1970s. And then we kind of stick around and then we go back and we go into Kuwait and then you have the whole issue there with Kuwait. Then we stick around and that if we had all just packed up and left, that bin Laden would have been, would, he would have been okay. He, he wouldn't have because then he still would have started killing all the people that don't believe in his version of Islam. In other words, you, you, there, there are certain people you can't reason with because they're religious fanatics, period. They're religious fanatics. And what that caller sounds like is what these other members of Congress sound like. I'm justifying this over because of a uh, of the fact that they don't like the way that the Palestinian people have been treated. So that justifies these terror attacks. And I mean, that it's it, 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 it's first of all. You forget that 
in the in the midst of all of this, what you're going to have as a result of this is you're going to have more dead people, innocent people that had nothing to do with this. So ask yourself the motivation of a group that goes in to commit violence, knowing that innocent people are going to be killed. In this is not a battlefield in the traditional sense. This is urban warfare and urban terrorism. So people that go in there knowing that innocent people are going to die and are okay with that because it's part of their cause. And in your mind, that that's that's justified because you feel that the that there's an occupied territory in the Gaza Strip, and 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 so they had it coming, and that's that's. And you think that, that that's what Hamas does, and you think that it's just as simple as that? You think if they got more land that, that Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah would be okay with it? You think that if Israel gave even 50% of its land to them, that they would, they'd be cool, they would just go away? They would just, they'd be over? Is that what you think? They want to see the Jews wiped off the earth like they want to see the christians wiped off the earth like they want to see the the infidel muslims wiped off the face of the earth these are not reasonable people you're dealing with here why why is this so difficult for people to understand and comprehend is it i I guess it's all the propaganda that they've learned in colleges i i presume i imagine so thinking that all right if israel tomorrow turned around and said all right you know what you take half the land half of it's yours and the other half's ours, and everything that we claim, it's half yours and half ours. They'd be like, be like best friends again with these, with these crazy people. These crazy people won't stop until there's not a single Jew left in the Middle East. Just like they won't stop if there's a single Christian left in the Middle East. They, they believe this is their land. This is their holy land. They believe that Allah commands them. You can't sit down and play cards with these people and think you're going to walk away buddies. Like, this is just a matter of a, of a misinterpretation. Iran was founded, the Republic of Iran, the the Islamic Republic of Iran was literally founded. And if you read their charter, if you read their constitution, it was literally founded under the idea of having an Islamic theocracy. That is according to how they view it, not like, you know, the other Muslims, their view, period. That's the law. That's how it works. You're You're not dealing with reasonable people here. Iran was reasonable prior to the revolution and then things changed but don't think these are freedom fighters here that's not what 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 you see happening here uh sam is in bordentown hello sam sam are you there okay i guess we're, our phones must still be screwed up i don't know did you mess them up again no, they're working about as well as they usually do. Which is means that they don't work. Yeah, which is not not well. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, 855-839-1210. Well, how are the Phillies doing? We got any, any bells? Uh, no bells. No it's bells. Zero zero. top of the second. Oh, now. breaking news. Senator Rand Paul says new bombshell revelations will eventually bring down Anthony Fauci and says that eight different agencies tried to cover up support for the Wuhan lab. Wow, that's breaking news. We'll share that with you. Also, what's the latest on the speaker fight? Does Jim Jordan have a shot? I think he does, actually. I don't think Steve Scalise has this wrapped up. So we'll talk about that as well. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. Just please don't be a crazy person. That's all I ask. You can you can have a reasonable conversation. I just, no, no, no psychos in it. And I, my psycho capacity is... I'm full today. I've had it up to my head. My head hurts already with this. Uh, the Phillies are playing. It is Red October. We're excited about it. And let me tell you about, what am I telling you about? Give me something. Cooper University Healthcare. Yes, that's right, Cooper. 
Uh, They are, of course, a leading academic health system. And Cooper's experts provide award-winning care, award-winning primary and specialty care for more than 800 at more than 800 offices around our region. It really is absolutely an amazing, amazing health system. Personalized cancer care through the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper. Groundbreaking stroke and neurosciences care. Advanced surgical services. Cutting-edge clinical research and more. Recognized regionally and nationally. Make Cooper your first choice for outstanding care close to home. For an appointment, call 800-8-COOPER. 800-8-COOPER or cooperhealth.org. Remember, this is the only family... We, we go to Cooper for all of our health care needs. Baby Reagan was born at Cooper Hospital. Of course, I had my surgery there. And Cooper Urgent Care Centers are also outstanding for all of your family's everyday needs. Cooper University Healthcare, 1-800-8-COOPER or cooperhealth.org. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so... Philly's game is underway right now, and uh, it is Red October. We also have other stuff. Uh, Rand Paul going after Anthony Fauci. Love it. Absolutely makes me very, very so happy uh, that he's going to have justice going after Fauci. And also the question, of course, is who's going to be Speaker of the House? Who is going to be Speaker of the House? And Travis Kelsey has responded to Aaron Rodgers calling him Mr. Pfizer. So we'll share that with you as well. 855-839-1210 is the number. Sean is in Philly. Sean, what's up, my man? Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm doing good here. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to say uh, I, I caught that last caller and uh, that knucklehead. Can we get him a plane ticket, man, so he can hang out with his Hamas buddies? <laughs> I'm sure they'd love him. I'm sure they'd take him with, with open arms. I'm sure they would. Somebody just sent me a, a cartoon, like a, a you know cartoon thing, a graphic thing, and it said, uh, you may support the current thing, but the current thing doesn't support you. And it's a woman holding up a picture of a woman in a burqa with a rainbow flag, and next to it is a woman in a burqa holding up her, her head on a stick. So, I mean, that's, that's... I'm not saying that all women in burqas are violent. I'm just simply saying... That's, you know, that's, it's very simple for people on the left to turn around and say, oh, you know, the Palestinians are the victims and, and, and do they not understand how the Hamas, these are violent people who hate them too, and they think they're infidels, for example, because they support gay rights? I I totally agree. I, I, I can't believe these people, the way they think. It doesn't make any sense. Sean, thank you for the call, my friend. You have a great day. Uh, Chris is in Warrington. Chris, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's up? Yeah, I had a, I had a question. Uh, my buddy and myself and two of my friends are going over to Egypt and over to Jordan to see the pyramids and to see Petra at the first week of November. If given the chance, would you head that way in November? Well, I have children, so it's a much different question um, because I would need a babysitter. I'm not taking them over there. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I, you know, I, I try to think to myself, I, I don't like to let these things stop my travel plans, but do you have travel insurance? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say wait and see. Uh, I mean, people have been to Egypt, love it. I mean, they, the pyramids and everything, they absolutely love it. The problem with Egypt is right in the middle of all this, so... 
I just don't know how. Right. I, no, I mean, I think it's this completely unpredictable situation at this point. Yeah, I don't see any travel alerts or anything, so I think we're going to go for it. <laughs> but I just wanted to get your opinion. Well, keep me posted. Bring me back a, if you go. Bring me back a shirt. Actually, you should. You should. If you go, can you get a Zioli Army shirt? Get a picture of you in front of the pyramids. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. Mail it to me, and I'll send you a pic. Okay, wonderful. All right, thank you, buddy. Uh, Chris, we'll put right, you on hold. You. We'll get your shirt. Seriously, we'll do that, and we'll get your shirt in Egypt. Then that'd be cool. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, uh, all right. Chris should go to the Pizza Hut in Egypt as well. There's a Pizza Hut in Egypt. Yeah, there's a, a really famous Pizza Hut. It's right across from the pyramids. You can eat pizza, and like the view is incredible. This is what he thinks about. He this thinks is what about he thinks about McDonald's in Italy. I did, <laughs> and Pizza Hut in Egypt. <laughs> Italian McDonald's was delicious. <laughs> The, the, uh, you are a disgrace to your people. You know that. I, I didn't. No, you it. are. You're a disgrace to our people. I didn't eat it every single day, but I tried it once while I was there. <laughs> there wasn't a drastic difference in taste, if I'm being honest. But some of the menu items were a bit uh, different. Like they had little mini Panzerati things. Yeah, they they were they were pretty good. Uh, well, why don't you get Chris's address? Give him the address of the Pizza Hut while you have him. So we can get him a shirt. Yeah, I'll let him know. All right, thank you. Uh, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Let's see. Um. What did I want to share with you? Oh, yes. All right. We have a bunch of other stuff to talk about, too. The question of uh, of escalation in Ukraine. I got to talk about that. The speakership. What's going on with that? Uh, as of right now, Steve Scalise has the votes, but not enough votes to win. So that's the other problem that he has. He doesn't have enough votes to win. The Jim Jordan faction is still holding out. Even Jim Jordan offered to give a speech in support of Steve Scalise. But they are holding out now. And I do wonder how much this is affecting things, because I think that there's a lot of people in the House right now who are very worried about going to war. And I wonder how much that is playing on everything. So let me share with you the news story that I have on this. Uh, So the House went to recess. They, they, They moved to recess as it became clear that Scalise would not have the votes to win the gavel on the House floor today. And members complained of a rushed process. Meanwhile, Jim Jordan, in a private meeting with Steve Scalise, offered to give a nominating speech on his behalf, according to his spokesman. But that gesture did not seem to move a number of Republicans across the political spectrum who said they would not vote for Scalise on the floor. So far, the eight who deposed McCarthy are not the main problem for Scalise. Although Nancy Mace and Bob Good, two of the eight, have said they are undecided in who they will support on the floor, he faces a new set of opponents, some of whom made alliances with McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who became a McCarthy ally, for instance, has said she will vote against Scalise on the House floor. So he still does not have the votes. The question then becomes, if that's the case, then does, does Jim Jordan still have a pathway here to be Speaker? I sure hope so, because I think Jordan would be great. I think Jim Jordan would be, would, would be terrific. And I think that as as we're talking about now, military escalation in the Middle East, as we're also today announcing more aid for Ukraine and military escalation in Ukraine, I think we we're going to need we're going to need a very very sober mind here because this administration has no freaking clue what it's doing, at least to get us from now until the new president is sworn in in January. I assume will be Trump. Uh, I hope it'll be Trump. I mean, he's going to be the nominee at this point, so I hope to God it's not a Democrat. I'm also very, very worried that since he's not going to give them World War III, that they'll do whatever they got to do to make sure he doesn't win. Whatever they have to do, whatever whatever that takes, whatever that looks like. 
So these are very perilous times, no question about it. But the good news is that Anthony Fauci is in the crosshairs of Rand Paul. Good. This is what Senator Rand Paul's little Fox News report we have for you. Uh, Take a listen. From the very beginning, Anthony Fauci knew he was involved with funding this lab, and he did everything possible. It's throughout our government. Eight different agencies in our government are covering up their support for this lab in Wuhan. It's ongoing as we speak. Even though we've had a unanimous Congress declassify the information, I have classified unclassified information that's being withheld from me to this day. But we have evidence, yes, that they were dishonest, that Anthony Fauci lied in hearings to me, which is a felony, punishable up to five years. We now have emails that show him saying that he knew it was gain of function, that the virus looked manipulated, and that he was worried that this came from the Wuhan lab. February 1st of 2020, then he spent the last three years saying, nothing to see here. We also know that there was a safety committee that should have reviewed this, and we know that Anthony Fauci went around the safety committee. The safety committee set up in place to make sure this wouldn't happen, never saw the Wuhan funding, because Anthony Fauci allowed the funding to go around the safety committee. This is a bombshell revelation, and this will eventually bring down Anthony Fauci. That'd be huge if that's the case. Absolutely. Uh, Chip Roy will not be voting for Steve Scalise on the floor this afternoon. The House GOP should not have called the vote at 3 p.m. after finishing the vote at 1.30 in conference. That is unacceptable and purposeful. Uh, by the way, a, a guy named Congressman Shri Thanadar, he is uh, a Michigan congressman, just tweeted out the following I want to share with you. Today I'm officially renouncing my membership in the Democratic Socialists of America. After the brutal terrorist attack on Israel, which included the indiscriminate murder, rape, and kidnapping of innocent men, women, and children, I can no longer associate with an organization unwilling to call out terrorism in all forms. Sunday's hate-filled and anti-Semitic rally in New York City, promoted by the New York City Democrat Socialists of America, makes it impossible for me to continue my affiliation. I stand with Israel and its right to defend itself. There is no place for moral equivocation in the face of unadulterated evil, as we have seen from Hamas. Uh, Good. Good for him for for saying that. I applaud him for that. I wonder if other Democrats will do that. Here is uh, one who will not, and this is Rashida Tlaib, who is horrific. She's one of the absolute worst, of course, as you know. Uh, Cut number two. Now, if you're wondering whether or not that happened or not, because there's some, I think, pro-Hamas BS out there on social media trying to argue that that never happened. So today, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton actually talked to somebody on the ground in Israel, and they can absolutely confirm that that's happening. I'm going to share that with you in just a moment, but I want to tell you about Emmons Roofing and Siding. E-M-M-O-N-S, that's who you call Emmons Roofing and Siding. They are terrific. They're the company that I use for my home Emmons does great, great work. I've used them for years. 
And when it comes to roofing, siding, windows and doors, there is simply no one better than Emmons Roofing and Siding. And I know, I know it's about trust. Matt and Stephanie, the owners, they care about making sure that their word, their integrity matters. It all matters. And I've used them so many times over the years, and I'm about to use them for another project I'll be sharing with you shortly. They serve Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, and the Jersey Shore. There is simply no company I trust more when it comes to roofing, siding, windows, and doors. And now Emmons does kitchen and bathroom remodeling. That's right. And I used them for my kitchen remodeling, and I used them for my bathroom remodel. They did a phenomenal job. You can see their work at EmmonsRemodeling.com or visit their design showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That's right. And you can also go to EmmonsRoofing.com at any point. You'll get a free estimate with winter on the way if you have any questions about your roof, any, any worries about it, any roof repairs that are needed, reach out to Emmons. And I tell you, you know, I've sent them to so many people. And recently, a buddy of mine reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we need a new roof. Can you have Emmons come by? Emmons went to his house. He had several estimates. Emmons was the most competitive. And they do fantastic work. So don't wait. Reach out to the company that I use and trust. That's EmmonsRoofing.com. EmmonsRoofing.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. All right, the Phillies are down one nothing, but don't worry, the game just getting started here. Aaron Nola's on the mound, and uh, yeah, so good. It's uh, people are fired up. I don't see an empty seat. You see an empty seat at the stands there? I don't. Absolutely not. Good, good. Would you love to all the people that you never see throughout the year, and they only come this time of year? <laughs> yeah, posers. Funny how that works. That's something. And you know them too. A lot of them are, are lawyers with commercials oh, on TV. Please, and they yeah. sit in the seats. You know, all season long, they ne- you never see them, and then yeah. now they're they're. I, I can see the one wearing all black. Yep. You know, not being a you know a real fan here. Yeah, um, all black. Like here. he just like like this is a funeral or something. <laughs> like he's Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> These people bring us bad luck. I'm going to be very upset. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about too. You yes, can see these yes. guys. We're looking about. The- Every time, every guy. every time there's a playoff game, I always notice that the two of them finally finally take their seats. Yeah, I notice them courtside <laughs> at the Sixers, behind home plate at the Phillies. But only when there's championship right, games. Right, right. Otherwise, yeah, they're too busy someone making huge is in town or, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. they're too busy making their millions of dollars. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well, anyway, we're watching the game. The game's on right now, and obviously, if we win tonight, we still have to play tomorrow, despite Dan Borowski's math. Borowski math, we'll call it now from now on. <laughs> three, two, they're the same. Same three, two, three, two, three. It's the same thing. Oh, it, you know, speaking of sports, by the way. So, you know how Travis Kelsey, who I guess now he's with Taylor Swift, right? Uh, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, there might have been only forty-two billion mentions of that in the last week. <laughs> Every time they're on prime time, I. I Swear the announcers spend a quarter of the broadcast talking about how Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift and oh she's in attendance. Brings in the viewership. It's horrible. And they played it tomorrow night, I think, actually. She needs to eat a cheeseburger or something. I'm sorry, but she's too skinny. Yeah. You don't like Taylor Swift. I I, I don't I think I don't think she's that uh, she's she's too skinny. She you're looks ups, like a wafer. You're upsetting. The she Swifties. looks like a wafer. I don't care. The Swifties can come at me. I already got 
Please, the people coming after me today, you think I'm worried about Swifties? <laughs> after today? I practically had a guy put a fatwa on me today. <laughs> you don't want the Swifty heat, too. How many fights can you uh, wage at once? And you know, a Swifty fatwa is the worst kind of fatwa, <laughs> I believe. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers throws down the gauntlet. He wants to do a duel to Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey. He wants to challenge him for a debate. Because Travis Kelsey was in that commercial where he got not only the flu shot, but the COVID shot. Dr. Marty McCarty said it best the other day on Dom Giordano's show. He's the last guy that needs to get a COVID shot. He's the, he's the elite of the elite healthy. There's never been a single um, highly athletic guy like that who's died of COVID, not one. And also, I think he already had COVID. So what the hell is he doing getting this booster? Which, by the way, they only tried this thing out on 10 mice, Dr. McCarty said. 10 freaking mice. That's it? Anyway, this is what Aaron Rodgers said. Cut nine. I mean, listen, you know, Mr. Pfizer said he didn't think he would be in a vax war with me. Oh, boy. Didn't think he'd be in a vax war with me. This ain't a war, homie. This is just conversation. But if you want to have some sort of uh, duel, debate, have me on the podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Oh, okay. Pass it up. Let's do it like uh, like in uh, John Wick 4, right? So we both have a second. Nice. Right? So somebody to help us out. I'm going to take my man, RFK Jr. Okay. <laughs> okay. As yes. an independent. Hell yeah. Right? And he can mm-hmm. have, you know, Tony Fauci or oh. some other pharmacrat. And we can have a conversation about this. Okay. Well, I'm happy we got that sorted. Thought for sure you were going with Rogan, but obviously, Dr. Joe Rogan, I apologize. Mm -hmm. But RFK Jr., not a bad get. He's been at the forefront of this conversation on the (laughs) internet I have seen. Mm -hmm. Currently an independent. And could you imagine Fachi and Kelsey sitting Mm. down across from Aaron and RFK Jr.? Appointment television. Ah, I know you have that 500-page report already. That kind of got forgotten about in the whole thing. Hey, Pat, why didn't you? Is that that Alex Jones? Big ratings. Oh, yeah. Is that who? Is that Alex Jones? Is he on with Alex no, Jones? God, no, no, it's no, Pat no, McAfee. No. It's the oh, Pat McAfee it sounds show. just like Alex Jones. No, completely different people. <laughs> I know. I will. I obviously know that. But uh, all right. So this was uh, this was uh, Kelsey Swift's uh, response here to uh, to Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mister Pfizer. Um, who knew? Who knew? I'd get into the Vax Wars with Aaron Rodgers, man. It's, <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson & Johnson family over there, man. I don't, I don't think we asked you about since you're in the commercial. Can you kind of just say why you, why you wanted to do that? I mean, I've always been, you know, once I got the vaccine, I, and I, I got it because of, uh, you know, keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, uh, the people in this building. Um, so, yeah, I stand by it 1,000% and uh, fully comfortable with him calling me Mr. Pfizer. Okay, well, let's. Uh, how about how about I just called you Mr. Swift? How do you like that, huh? How do you like them? Them apples. He's got a point there with the Johnson and Johnson thing, though, a little bit. Why did uh, Rogers get the Johnson and Johnson shot? Oh, hold on. Wait, before that. Wait, before whoa, that. hang on a second here. <laughs> oh, that, that bell changed. That sounds like bring out your dead. The Phillies just That's scored. Nick bell. Castellanos just hit a home run. Boom. I like the ding ding better, though. That's that's our bell. Look, I was getting a lot of heat for a... Listen, we're the afternoon drive show. No one cares about us, remember? It's the morning show gets the real bell. We get the ding. We get the ding ding. And they get the prizes and we get the ding ding bell. <laughs> Boom! Castellanos with a... How many uh, How many feet was that? How many yards was that? 70, I think it said. <laughs> awesome. 
All right, so the Phillies are tied it up right now. Yeah, and he was Castellanos was the one uh, talking all the talk after the game. You know, to get punched in the face, it's that's what they love. They want to respond, and he's he just responded. That's Good. for sure. He handed it to him. I love it. Fantastic. All right, we got a big six o'clock hour coming up for you. A lot of breaking news, and of course, you're watching the Phillies game. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. All right, the uh, crazies continue today defending Hamas, the brutal terrorist, uh, crazy jihadist people who want to kill the infidels. Yeah, they're out there. They're everywhere. Uh, Will Jim Jordan become Speaker of the House? And are things about to escalate on purpose? In Ukraine to draw us further in there as well. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here today. We are covering a lot of ground for you, a lot of ground, and it's been a crazy show, and I've hit my quota of psycho callers for a long, long time, so that's good. But I want to play for you. In the middle of all of this today, in the middle of all the uh, the craziness and insanity of the world, by the way, the Phillies are on right now. The score is 1-1. And it looks like we just got... Who got the base? Who got the third base? What do we got? Stop it. You're ahead of me. <laughs> oh, is there, is there a delay? Uh, apparently, between me and you, our uh, studios, yeah. Uh, uh, so, spoilers. yeah, so that's an infield single by Trey Turner sent Brandon Marsh over to the third. Beautiful. First and third, two outs. Beautiful. Trey Turner, who got a standing go. And they turned the season around because Phillies fans are good fans. We're good people in this town. And uh, so now we got Brandon Marsh on third, and he's still on third because that's a replay. All right? I got excited thinking he got on third again. Just a replay. They do that in sports. Look at that. <laughs> but I'd get that bell ready. I got a good feeling right now. All right. Get that bell. Not you bring out the dead medieval bell from, I don't know. That's, that's, literally, like the bank that's literally the bell at Citizens Bank Park. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, That's the it, bell they ring when it's a home run. It's a, that sounds like a bell when somebody dies and they're they're all lining up to do a, a funeral, a wake. Like <laughs> You're not going to enough Phillies. I think games, that was the man. bell when uh, when Don Corleone died in Godfather One. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got uh, we got who's on the mound right? Who's who's up uh, uh, hitting? Who's hitting? Is That's that Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper. Heard of him? It's pretty Apparently, good. he's quite good. Love to see you try and like commentate this game. <laughs> you imagine? This is why I could never. I mean, I I would love to do sports talk, especially on days like today. But I got people calling up and screaming, defending Hamas. I mean, I'd rather just be like, you know, Harper. I don't know. I mean, that stance. What the hell do you talk about for four hours? How do you? How do you? Talk? See, I could never be a sports host. How could you honestly talk about this for four hours a day? How could you do it? Oh, look, the fanatic. He's more green. I don't know. Is it? Is it I mean, I liken it to what you do. Which is what? Well, you, you, you know, I feel like people can talk about sports the same way you talk about politics and you dissect it. Oh, I see. I just don't care enough to dissect it. Yeah. You're right. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't see anyone doing four hours. You're right. That's a good point. I'm sure there's a lot of sports people going, how the hell does that guy do that for four hours a day? I'm, I'm that guy. I come in here every day and I'm like, how the hell do you do that? 
<laughs> well, today I could use that drip they gave me at the hospital with the Dilaudid. <laughs> yeah. The pen that would I help. could just use for my painkillers right now. Oh, man. Whoa, Bryce. Get the bell. Get the bell. Ding, ding, ding. I, I got to see it. it. I got to see it first. Bryce Harper with a two, three-run homer. Oh, Three-run home run. Oh, my God. Three-run home run by Bryce Harper. You heard it here first. Ding. Three dings. Ding. Ding, baby. Let's ding, ding, go. ding. Let's go. Bills are up right now. Four to one. Oh, gosh. Beautiful. Since nobody is listening to the show right now. Yeah, who cares? I, I'm, I just feel, start cursing. Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. There's like six people listening in the entire region. Uh, 4-1, Bryce Harper, that's why they pay him, what does he make, $75,000, $80,000 a year? $330 million over 13 years. Well, he's worth every penny oh, on days 100%. like today, that's for sure. That's a steal. Yeah. Oh, and even those lawyers who have found their seats for the first time all season, even they're <laughs> standing up and cheering. Boom, four to one right now, and oh, we're not all, we're not done yet. Boom, come oh, nice. Got to stop spoiling this for me. Man. Alec Boom, first ball all the way out into left field uh, and bingo. line drive to left. A little bingo to left. Why are you on a delay? We're watching the exact same I, freaking I thing. I don't know. Take it up with Odyssey. I, I don't know why the team. Oh, you know why? Because you go through the the system, and I'm I'm direct on cable here. Oh, I didn't that's know that was that's thing. why. So right now at this moment. The Philadelphia Phillies are up 4-1, and Alec Boehm just huge line drive to left field. So now he's on first base, and how many outs we have right two. now? Two. We've done all this with two outs. Two outs. incredible. This is a nice two-out round. I can't see the inning, though. I can't see on the uh, screen. It's the third inning. Uh, okay, so third bottom, inning right now. Bottom three. of the third. Uh, Bryce is feeling good. JT Romuto just came over and slapped him on the back. I love this. This is great. I'm excited right now. The world's on fire, and you know what? We could all use a break. So if our team is winning, I think we deserve this, don't you? Amen. And also, too, I mean, let's quite frankly, Atlanta fans are so low energy. Oh, my gosh. They only get up to do the chop, and I, that's just, they yeah, stole that so, from Florida State. So. I, right, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Give me a break, Atlanta. Give me a break. All right, here we go. Who's up right now? Uh, who's up? Uh, let's see. Who is this? I can't, I can't, I'm behind. Oh, it's Bryson Stott. Nice. All right. So good. We'll keep going here and I'll keep you, keep you posted. I think the Phillies are on a streak right now. I'd get that bell. Got to get that bell ready. Yeah. Braves are already going to the pen. <clears throat> it's nice. I like it. So at this moment in time, if you are listening to the show, you can tweet because I want to do a roll call. <laughs> Because I'm curious right now few, how many people proud, are still listening. The Zioli army that's still listening right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, who? It won't take long to count. I know. Replies. Sue Alberici, she, she put out, she's got the Zioli army hooded sweatshirt on right now. So she did that. So thank you for that. We appreciate that, Sue. Um, when Alan, somebody just t- sent me a note on Twitter. When Alan Dershowitz said, we will fight just like the, the Israeli army, I swear that I heard him say, we will fight just like the Zioli army. That's awesome. That's great. Maybe he did. Maybe he meant it. Maybe it was a Freudian slip. Just saying. Could be. Where was I going at the start of this? Oh, yeah. So in the middle of the world on fire today, Biden had a woman to the White House to complain about junk fees. But before I play that clip, because right now I feel really good. Bryson Stott, is, he, he's going uh, to crush it here, I think. He's going to crush it. The scene at Citizens Bank Park. Imagine it like this. Not a seat in the house that's open right now. Except people might be up getting snacks or whatnot. But otherwise... We got, here we go, here we go, get the bell ready. Nope, not that one. All right. I hope my son's watching the game. 
Bridget, if you're listening, I know you're not because you're watching the game. Oh, follow the game on CBS Sports app way faster than what you report. Kipsit's listening. Thank you, Kipsit. Hashtag Zioli Army. Thank you, buddy. Sharon K, I have you in my ears and the TV on. Ooh, I like that, Sharon. Thank you. That's better. And uh, and I and honestly, I mean, I'm as good as Merrill Reese at this. <laughs> You're a natural. Really? Going to a pitching change right now. We're so doing a pitching change. You got, you got time to All talk about right, I got time whatever. to play this clip. In the middle of the world on fire today, a woman came to the White House to, to, so that she could share her harrowing tale of, of, of woe, junk fees. Spoiler alert, most of the junk fees were actually taxes and fees imposed by the government. This is from our buddy over at uh, Grabian. Take a listen. Video production and advertising before becoming a stay-at-home mom, or as I like to call myself, the CHO, Chief Home Officer. (laughs) I live in Medford, Oregon with my husband and our two young daughters who are here with me today. This past July, we took our first trip since the pandemic. Our girls were missing their grandpa in Sacramento, California. And we felt it was time to get back out there. Like a lot of families, we booked our trip on a budget. When we booked our hotel online, we thought we knew what we'd be paying. But then when we checked out, we saw all these unexpected fees tacked onto our bill with little information about what they were for. The charges totaled over $100 with no clarification about what was taxes, what was a tourism fee, or anything else included in the charges. Whether it's unexplained fees on a bill or unexpected processing and service fees on movie and concert tickets, for a middle-class family like ours, those charges add up and make a big difference. I am so very grateful that the president and his administration are taking action against these unfair junk fees. We work hard for our money, and instead of getting to enjoy it, we have to be on alert for companies looking to take every nickel and dime they can. The president is taking this seriously and fighting hard for working families like mine. No one should have to figure out how to cover costs that were not transparent up front and ended up being beyond what they budgeted for. For that, Mr. President, we say thank you. Truly, thank you. Spoiler alert, uh, tourism fees, taxes, these are things that are not imposed by this private company looking to rip you off. They're imposed by the government, and Joe Biden's doing nothing about those things. Nor can he, by the way, since those are local fees imposed by the local place that the hotel's located in. But uh, nevertheless, try to pay your taxes online with the IRS. See how that works out for you. See how that works out when you want to talk about fees. All right? Just letting you know. By the way, some great feedback on Twitter. Diane, I'm listening and I'm watching the game go fills. Wayne Bonfiglio says, keep it up, Rich. I'm listening. Thank you, Chief. Johnny Cook says, you're not allowed to do play-by-play. I'm just trying to keep you from getting in trouble. Fair enough. Mike Carr's listening. Eric is listening on the Odyssey app. Thank you to Eric Szorski. Uh William Norton says, I can definitely listen to Zioli do playoff sports on the drive home. Boom. Love it. Uh, baby, it's gold outside, says you're an OK sports announcer if this talk thing doesn't work out. Uh, Maeve J says, I'm listening and you are way behind. I guess we're all behind. I don't know. I have Comcast on. JT well, Realmuto's on the plate. They're also on a 20-second delay. Well, that's the other thing, too. So, yeah. Right. If you're listening on, on the app, you're on a delay. If you're listening on the radio, you're on a seven-second delay. 
But right now, JT Real Mucho's up. So that means that what's his name got on base? The last guy that was up, Spreads right? Stott, yes. He yeah, Stott's on base. JT Real, Real Muto's up. And we 4 1 right now after Bryce Harper's monster grand slam. And, oh, okay. Um, Kips it. We're listening. Old man Dudley says, Folly, I shared that one with you. So, all right, we got the Zilli Army's out there. I love it, too. I love it. Uh, Road Warrior would like more Hamas sympathy phone calls. He finds them entertaining. I would, but my neck hurts right now at this point. The tension in my neck. I can't. I can't do it. I told Matt DeSantis we hit our uh, our, our Jewish people hating quota for one day. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to screen anymore. Oh, hey, whoa, 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 get the bell, get the bell. Da, da, da. We got boom. Here we go. JT out. Huge line drive to right field and. We scored! Ring the bell! Ding the bell! Ding, ding, ding! Boom! 6-1! Ding it again! Ding! Two runs in! You're ahead of me, man. I can't see who's scoring yet. I know. 6-1 right now. Let's go. Oh, this is fantastic. Can can you pot it up for a second? Go ahead, pot it up. Let's see if we can hear it. This is great. JT Realmuto with the huge two-run homer in Game 2 against Max Reed. And right here gets a 2-1. Pitch. Look at that. Middle, middle, run it up in the zone. And drives in that left center gap. I got goosebumps. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. They are on a tear right now. The man who started this rally with a leadoff home run in this third inning. A sixth spot for the Phillies. Oh, wouldn't you love to be down the ballpark? How come those two jerks get to be down there? Borowski and Dorenzo. We got to be stuck inside here right now. They don't have to do a show right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're not jerks. I'm just kidding. Uh, More or Lesser says this is the most sports I've gotten all year. No, this is thrilling right now. (laughs) All right, Castellanos is up at the plate. Just fouled it away. All right? He's still up there, though. Because right now, he's got hits in the inning and a walk. Got a walk. Here we go. Come on, Nick. Do this for your people, the Greeks. Greeks need you here, buddy. Come on, Nicky the Greek. It's what I call him. Oh, struck out. Okay. That strike out. That struck out. Yep. Okay. That's okay. Hey, look, that was a great inning. We are up now six to one. Fantastic Keep inning right now. On. As we, uh, as whoop, I just ripped my headphones out. Hang on a second. Keep piling on. You can't what are you gonna say. You got. You got to keep piling on. The this is great, awesome. It, 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 it's great. Give me the, six bells. <laughs> six <geez>. bells. Ding. <laughs> Boom. See that? <laughs> I just gotta say though, I mean, this is, we're going up against probably the great, one of the greatest offenses of all time. You gotta keep scoring. Oh, we gotta keep scoring. Gotta keep. Scoring. Fantastic! I'm so fired up right throttle now. This is them. great. Throttle them. Let's go. So fired up. Get Victoria Coates on the phone. We can chat about Israel and also ask her about the Phillies. <laughs> she's probably busy. She's probably at the game right now. Actually, just text her and find out if she's at the game. I'm just curious more than anything. She might be involved in Middle Eastern peace yeah, talks. I, but I assume she's got a lot on her plate. I got a break. All right. I'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. But let me tell you, my buddy Tom Scopin, and she's a great guy, uh, a fantastic guy. You're not going to see his face on a billboard because he doesn't play that 
clown game. He's a lawyer you're going to actually meet with and sit with if you're involved in an accident. If you are involved in an accident, you need a lawyer to help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value of your case. Please don't assume the insurance companies are going to take care of you and value your case fairly. Insurance companies are big businesses concerned with one thing, and that's their bottom line. You need the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich. Tom has been serving the greater Delaware Valley for over 25 years and has helped many clients. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, PA, but he's licensed in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, let Tom Skopinich help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. You know, prior to starting his own practice, Tom Skopinich used to work for and on behalf of insurance companies, which gives him a unique understanding of the strategies and tactics used by the insurance companies when they are fighting your case. So contact Tom online today at scopelawyer.com. S-C-O-P-E, lawyer.com, scopelawyer.com, or give his office a call at 215-624-2211. Remember, if you're hurt in an accident, you need an advocate, somebody's going to fight for you, somebody who understands how the insurance companies think, and will put those strategies to work for you. So reach out to him today. Tom Skopinich, scopelawyer.com. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Those are some good bells right there, baby. All right, we got the game on. We'll keep you updated right now. The Phillies are in the lead, and uh, so far it's a phenomenal, phenomenal game. You won't miss a thing, so don't go anywhere, okay? Don't go anywhere. Uh, I wanted to share this with you. The President of the United States today came out, and he can't speak. So he tried to say junk fees and he can't say junk fees and um, <clears throat> because he can't speak, he can't say anything right. That's the problem with the president of the United States of America today. I guess the word is kind of hard. Take a listen. You know, and as we uh, take these acts, I continue to call on Congress to pass what my friends in the front row here mostly support. Junk fee, the junk fee, pre- pre- junk fee prevention act. Hard to say. Anyway, but all kidding aside. Yeah, all kidding aside. Think- yeah, it's hard to say. Junk fee protect, protect, <laughs> junk fee to did they, did they? Did they applaud him for finally getting it right? There yeah, again? they're like, thank God, you finally, oh, finally. I can end this now. Say oh, two oh, oh. Okay, hang on. Get I'm, the bell ready. I'm still, I'm still a little. <laughs> Brandon Marsh is up. Yeah. I'm just saying, he's got the, he's got the eye of the tiger in his eye. He's got that look in his eye. Brandon Marsh, the beard. Shining right now. <clears throat> Here we go. And no, no, didn't get it. All right, that's okay. There's a ball. <laughs> I think it's how you call it, right? You're doing it every pitch, just balls and strikes. Here. <laughs> I, yeah. I think low and away. That's a ball. My strategy before of just going. And here we go. Here goes. And no, no, no. <laughs> I think I should explain what have just happened. That was a ball. It was outside the strike zone, as we say. We've been in the business. <laughs> This is the greatest radio I've ever done. Stalker should give me a raise for this. I can now do <laughs> multiple things. But, oh, oh, that's not good. All right, that was a strike. And uh, it's all right. We got a count is now up there. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. <laughs> two, two. But Brandon Marsh is fired up. Come on, Marsh. Bring it in. Let's do this. Let's do this. And boom. Whoa, baby. It's going all the way out, all the way out. And it's, oh, boom. Left. Huge, all the way what? in the back, back of the field. What? 
Well, it was a huge hit all the way to the back of the yeah. field. I wonder how many uh, hit one in the gap in left center. Gap in left center. <laughs> I wonder how many listeners you swiped from WIP with this commentary. <laughs> Honestly, it, it, could, it could be a whole segment. You, you like as a joke, like you commentating an entire game <laughs> for fans that can't watch. Like you, they're not allowed to watch. They can't listen to WIP. They can't listen. Reason. People in prison <laughs> who can't who can't have access to the game because of court orders or something. You only get AM radio. Oh wait, was that was that a replay or was that an actual thing that just happened? That, that just happened. It yes. just happened. He All did, right, great. Yeah. So we got one man on base right. <laughs> You don't even know if what's occurring is actually I'm occurring. just making sure it's all. So Brandon Marsh is on second base right now because he hit a monster line drive out to the middle of the field. Center field. Left center. <laughs> Left center. Field. And, uh, oh, here we go. Who's, oh, we got another one. Get the, no, that's it out. That's all right. Oh, and man. double, it's two outs. Nope, safe. Brandon Marsh is safe for third. All right, so we got the guy who was up at bat. He's out. I didn't see his name and catch his name. <laughs> What's his name? Yes, that's so. Johan Rojas is at right. the bat. He grounded <laughs> into a fielder's choice, which moved, you know, got him out, but moved Marsh over to third. Beautiful. With one out, so he's in sack fly territory. Sack fly territory, as we like say in the, the biz. Braves are going to challenge the safe call at third. Ah, uh, he was clearly safe. Let me tell you something. I know balls and strikes. I call them all the time in my in my life. It's safe. Oh, I might be wrong on that. I might be taking the pitcher out. Here we go. A hundred percent safe. Safe. Brandon Marsh is safe here. And you know what? If they decry this call, then there's no justice. This is as bad as what they did to Trump right now. If they reverse this call. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he's safe. He's safe. All right. They're not going to try this. Good. No, bad they're, things they're... happen in Philadelphia. All right. So bad things. Do another pitching change. Michael Tonkin's coming out. So that's All good right. So us. we got a Taco Bell commercial. It's potted up. It's here about Taco Bell. Starving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So anyway, um, in the middle of all, I, see, I, I don't, I, this, this, um, this Mia Khalifa is a Playboy model who's now been fired. I guess she's a porn star. She was, she's a Playboy model? Well, that's, it says Playboy fired her. Yeah, she worked for Playboy evidently, which I didn't even know still existed. I thought that whole thing kind of disappeared. It's, but ba- it's basically, her. it's not what it was. No. The magazine- Mia Khalifa, so she is a porn star. Yes. Formerly. She has been fired after her disgusting posts on Israel. She's uh, kind of kind of attractive. Anyway, uh, she's now jobless. She said she called them freedom fighters in Palestine. That's what she called the, the brutal Hamas terror. She called them freedom fighters. And she wanted more videos from them of, of, of them killing people. She said, turn your phone horizontal. Her tweet was, can someone please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal, Uh, which is obviously horrific. And the post did not sit well. Canadian broadcaster and radio host Todd Shapiro, they was going to do a deal with her and uh, is fired her now. So this is such a horrendous tweet, Miss Mia Khalifa. Consider yourself fired effective immediately. Simply disgusting, beyond disgusting. Please evolve and become a better human being. The fact that you are condoning death, rape, beatings, and hostage shaking is truly gross. No words can explain your ignorance. We need humans to come together, especially in the face of tragedy. I pray for you to become a better person. Whoever clearly seems like it's too late for you, he wrote on X. Here's a little news story uh, What uh, about this. Cut number six. Israel didn't even become a state until 1948. Thanks very much indeed. Babe. 
For everyone arguing that all of this started because of Hamas, Hamas didn't exist until 1987, 20 years after the apartheid started, 20 years after the occupation. Hamas was born within the occupation as a means of resistance. This isn't ha- the, the occupation isn't happening because of Hamas. See, this is the, these are the same people that justify the attacks on September the 11th, too. There were people like her who justified September 11th around the world. Because the Americans had it coming, they wouldn't leave the Middle East. I mean, you can, you can always justify terrorism. The old saying is, uh, one man's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. But the, the, the understanding of the difference, I think, for rational people is, is quite clear. But for irrational people, the terrorists and the freedom fighters are exactly the same. In this modern world we live in, they're exactly the same. Because they justify the tactics, whatever the tactics are, which is what fanatics do, by the way. Fanatics justify things like beheadings. And the fanatics justify things like killing babies and innocent people and torturing them. And they they justify that. So, you know, I, I mean, to go out there and say that and to double down and say that she never wanted to work for a Zionist anyway. She's an anti Semite. She's a pig. She actually tweeted out, I'd say supporting Palestine has lost me business opportunities, but I'm more angry at myself for not checking whether or not I was entering into business with Zionists. My bad. It's not supporting Palestine that's got you in trouble. It's supporting Hamas that's got you in trouble. Hamas, terrorist, brutal, barbaric, medieval, fanatical, religious zealots who are brutalizing innocent women and children who are also Palestinian. That's what got you in trouble. You moron. That's what got you in trouble. You vile human being. Kyle Schwarber's up right now. Come on, Schwarber. My man, give me a Schwarber going bomb. Up against, going up against uh, former Phillies pitcher Brad Hand as well. All right. Oh, not that. That was uh, struck out. Yeah, lefty on lefty is a Lefty on lefty is tough. Especially because Brad Hand, he seems to only throw breaking balls. See that? Uh, Schwarber, I feel like, has not been playing great in the postseason. No, but... I mean, that's what he is. He only he bats under the Mendoza line, which is 200, for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, he's the way his hits break down, he's either walking or he's hitting a home run. I mean, By the way, based- the Mendoza line is no relation to the, deep, d- the douchebaggy line that uh, <laughs> DeSantis brought up the other day about politics. Duverger. Right, what I said. Right now, Trey Turner's up at bat. This is good. Phillies are up 6-1 right now. He could clobber him. Don't forget, we're going to be live on Friday at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, hopefully celebrating the Phillies have won and are going to the next stage of the process, known as the... NLCS. Correct. I was just checking if you knew it. Yes. You knew, lo- the, you knew the letters. And you know what? That other series looks about over, too, so... Oh, yeah? Does it? it yeah, it looks like the Diamondbacks are going to... Diamondbacks are going to be the Dodgers? Yeah, the Dodgers have... Uh, Wet the bed yet again Good. in the playoffs. Good. They had it coming. Yeah. Dodgers have made some bad moves this year with all their nonsense with the uh, Catholicating nuns and everybody else. So <clears throat> there you go. Uh, all right. Right now, Trey Turner's up at bat. Let me explain the situation for you. He's got a bat in his hands, and he's in his stance. And now the pitcher's got a ball. He's going to throw it to him. Right over there it goes, and boom! <laughs> and that is, uh, he's out. Is out. All right, and that concludes the commentary for the <laughs> inning because I believe that's three outs. Is that three outs? Yeah, that's three outs. All right. So, but there's a foul called. 
by the umpire. Oh, he called a f- Oh, beautiful then. All so right, we got matter. a foul. Yeah. So there you go. It's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, it's a foul ball. See that? Foul ball. Not over. New life. New, New life. life right now. Come on, Trey Turner. Get some justice here. Bad things happen in Philadelphia, but you just got a good call right there. It's a good call by the by the ref. By the ump? Ref? Um, ump. Umpire. Umpire. Good call. Here we go. Ball's in the air, and and he's... There's strike? Strike? Ball? Ball strike? Ball. That was a ball? I, I, I'm behind. I, I'm just seeing the pitch now. That's okay. a foul ball. That's a ball. So he's still up. We got a full count right now. Full count. Nope. One and two. One, one and two. two count. That's all right. Here we go. <laughs> Trey Turner. Come on. You got this. You can do this. Hit it. Hit it. Hit the ball. Boom. And he struck. That's the strike. But that's okay. He's still got one more to go. We are now at the point where he strikes out again and he's out. If he strikes again, it's a strikeout. So we're almost there to that. Standing, we got a huge, everybody's on their feet, standing ovation for Trey Turner. Come on. We got this. Here we go. Here we go. The lineup. The lineup. The pitch is good. And Trey Turner strikes out. Okay. Maybe my commentary is not good luck for the Phils. I don't know. It's not know. good luck for me trying to watch the game. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> I did call Bryce Harper's massive monstrosity of a – was that a grand slam? Three-run home run. That's a grand slam, right? No, grand slams when the bases are loaded. Oh, all right. So three-run homer. Three-run homer. I called that. Called you it before did? it happened. You did. We'll, did. Have to, we'll have to turn that into a promo or something. In fact, Harper walked up to the plate. I pointed to outfield. <laughs> Just knew he was going to hit it. Did a Babe Ruth, you call on your shot. That's what I did. I just have an instinct for this stuff, you know? What can I say? This is what I meant to do in my life, I guess. Uh, Thank you to Road Warrior. Trump is leading on the real clear politics average nationally in Michigan and Pennsylvania. That just never happened in 2015 or 2020. It's good stuff. Uh, My pal Brian Glass says that I'm 15 minutes behind, but you've got me listening to your tolerance for the intolerable is outstanding. I think he's talking about the Hamas defenders. Um, Tony says, listening, dude, wouldn't miss it and knew you would give updates. Thank you to Tony or Scott. I'm sorry, Scott, who sent me that note. Of course, this is what I do best. This is why I moved to afternoon drive so that I could comment on the Phillies (laughs) in the playoffs. Yes. Playoff baseball is what you do best. We did it last year. And hey, you know what? Ding, ding, ding. Give me six dings to remind everybody the score. That's the Phillies are up six to one. That's what that means. Okay. Beautiful. Boom. I'm loving this. All right. Listen, NJ diet's going to help you lose weight 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. All right. That's what you can do. 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Guaranteed weight loss with NJ Diet. You know why it works? Because it is meant for you, your body chemistry, your biochemistry. And there's no shots, no hormones. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ Diet. They use your hair, your saliva, your blood work, along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get you and your body into the fat burning zone. So you can finally lose that weight. And then NJ Diet uses DNA info to help you keep it off. Best of all, it's contractually guaranteed. You're fully supervised the entire time. 
to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Absolutely no shots, no hormones, no surgery, and none of that awful prepackaged food. Locations are close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. 855-5NJ-DIET or go to njdiet.com. You have 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds with njdiet.com. Do it today. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. We're talking right now. The Phils are up 6-1. to one. It is the top of the fifth right now, so we're feeling good about that. Uh, game tomorrow is at 6 o'clock. We'll have our guys down at the ballpark again tomorrow. We'll check in with them, and I will give you my play-by-play commentary tomorrow from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. That has now become a Zioli postseason tradition here on the show. Henry's bell, my analysis, and how can you miss that possibly? <laughs> Just riveting. How can anybody miss that? Uh, since the Phils are not up right now, I'll tell you that uh, there is a story I've been dying to get to. Henry sent it to me, actually. Thank you for that. Uh, the Gray Zone covers a lot of very interesting stuff that the corporate media does not talk about. And there's a story about how the United States of America is looking for regime change in Georgia. Not the state of Georgia, although that may happen, too, at some point. Um, but Georgia, the one by Russia, and how this coup against Georgia's government could be in the works. And they point out that as Ukraine's counteroffensive fails, the West appears eager to open a new front in its proxy war. So on September 29th, in a disclosure ignored by the Western media, the entire Western media, the United States government run Radio Free Europe's Russian language portal Slabona. Europa revealed that three foreign operatives have been summoned for questioning by the Georgian Security Service for allegedly assisting opposition elements to prepare a regime change scenario. And the thing about this is that it's looking like, according to the West, that the ruling Georgia party had been portrayed as a pro-Kremlin government. In reality, it's trying to revert to a long-standing policy of balancing between the East and the West. But but you got a lot of warmonger neoconservatives out there who are uh, saying that they have been insufficiently supportive of Ukraine and the proxy war. The Ukrainian elements are set to be involved in a possible color revolution. If such an operation succeeds, it would open a second front in that war on Russia's Western flank. The development seemingly confirms warnings from local security officials earlier this September. They cautioned that a coup is being prepared in Georgia. And this is referring to the 2014 U.S.-backed color revolution, which toppled Ukraine's elected president and ushered in a pro-NATO government. The purported lead plotters are ethnic Georgians working for the Ukrainian government. A September 6th investigation by the Gray Zone revealed that Georgian Legion Chief uh, Muma Shovali essentially implicated in a false flag massacre of protesters, which was pivotal in unseating elected president Viktor Yanukovych. He apparently brought the shooters to Median Square to show some chaos by opening fire on crowds and provided sniper rifles for the purpose. And so the Georgian officials now say they've uncovered evidence 
that young anti-government activists are undergoing training near Ukraine's border with Poland to enact a similar scheme, which would feature a deadly bombing during planned riots meant to take place in Tbilisi between October and December, when the European Commission is expected to rule on whether Georgia can formally become a European Union candidate country. And uh, the interesting part about this, of course, is that clearly the frontier would be opened up in a big, big way. So the author of this points out that as Ukraine's disastrous counteroffensive peters out, with only a few dozen square kilometers and tens of thousands of young men mutilated and dead to show for its efforts, the need to open a new front is more urgent than ever. And this comes also as the United States today announced, in the middle of everything that's going on in the Middle East, another aid package to Ukraine with more missiles, with more weapons, with more anti-aircraft weapons as well. So look for that to happen as well. Uh, but the thing about it, and I think this is very, very clear, is that the United States of America is doubling down on this proxy war in Ukraine. Nothing is going to change that. Even if events in the Middle East continue to escalate, they're still not in any way, shape or form going to back away from that. We'll have more on that tomorrow for you, as I'm sure there'll be other developments. The other thing I wanted to mention before the show ends tonight is that uh, Steve Scalise does not have the votes. I, I think Jim Jordan still has a shot here to become the speaker. There are, there are people that just simply think Steve Scalise is t- too much of a representative of the old guard, and they're not going to go along with him. Uh, you need to get the 217, 218 number. Without that, you're not getting it. So that's the problem right now for Steve Scalise. Jim Jordan has a lot of allies, and Jim Jordan, I think, would be a fantastic speaker. So it may go to more than one ballot, obviously. And if it does go to more than one ballot, then um, you could see a pathway there for Jordan because there are just some members of the Republican majority who've said under no circumstances will they back Scalise. Now, I like Scalise, but I understand the internal dynamics that are happening right now. And I think that people realize that, especially if the world is teetering on the brink of potential war, we need a guy in there who's not going to just be a rubber stamp uh, for the pro-war side of the Republican Party. And I think that that's really what it comes down to. Plus, let's face it, Jim Jordan's a pit bull. So, all right, Bryce Harper's up at bat right now. The Phillies are up six to one. Uh, Bryce is at bat and uh, we will be turning the show over to the great one, Mark Levin. Bryce just hit it and it's going and it's going and it's going and it is, it is, it is gone. Nope. Did he get it? Did he catch it? He got I'm, it. It's gone. It's gone. Ring the bell. Yeah, Dang let me it. See. Let me Dang w- it. Dang it. Dang the bell. Boom. Bryce Harper. Rainmaker, baby. Seven to one. What Atta a boy, great Harper. way to end the Atta show. Boy. Great way. What a great way to end the show. Am I right? Let's do it. Seven Rub it to in Orlando one. Arcia's face. Look at that. Boom. Seven to one, the fills. Ding away, baby. Ding away. We'll see you tomorrow. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.